Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about? That. All right, Joseph. It is May 11th, Wednesday. It is 9.43 p.m. 10.43 Central. I don't know. I have no idea. It's the prime meridian. This is the time from which all other times spring. Um, (laughs) Is that like a truth or are you just like joking? I'm just joking. I know there is like a, I think Greenwich Mean Time is like the the time. I have no idea what time that is. or Where is that? Um, it's like the international date line, isn't it? It's like the official, there, there, there is a certain line and time that, that is like the, the standard, you know, so. So everyone is listening, <laughs> like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> and they're arguing over what time it is. Well, it's because, you know, ever since I moved out of the, uh, the tire town, mm. as Texas, <laughs> and moved to the Shangri-La, that is known as Colorado. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, not just that I move up in life, uh, but also time. I gained an hour in life when I moved up there. So now we, we battle over time. <laughs> and when, and uh, we're both right. True. Because where we are located. Now, Joseph was like, no, it's actually... 4.30 by him, right? then he would be a liar. True. Yes. Because that would make no sense. Right. A soothsayer. It's like when people say it's always, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. That's, that's like only true at the hour. Five at an hour mark, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like you can't right. say it's like 4.33 and then be like, well, it's five o'clock everywhere. Right. Like, that is untrue. I mean, maybe at five we could say this. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. at noon or at one or at yes. six or whatever. A, a solid number. Yeah. It's interesting how time zones work. They don't they don't jump by minutes or 10 minute intervals. It's just by the hour. That would be awesome. Like if <laughs> that'd be confusing as all hell and it'd be awful. <laughs> when I li- when I lived in Arizona, this was years ago, the city of Flagstaff, where I lived, did not observe daylight savings time, but the state in general did. And so it would be like that must four be a pe- massive pain, yes. It was colossally stupid because like you could be in Flagstaff and it would be 4 p.m. And Sedona, which is like 30 minutes away, was like an hour different. And it was very confusing. Like I never was- I only lived there for a few years. I never got the hang of it. There's like a town in, near us that's considered in part of three different counties or something like that. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, in, yeah. That's insane because it's like laws are different in each county, but they I can think, have their own laws. I remember reading about that. I think they split up because it was basically like one side of town was pretty liberal and the other side of town was pretty chud, you know, and, and they, the other yeah, town was just right. <laughs> Right, it's Goldilocks. Exactly. In one side of the town, they serve their soup piping hot, and in the other side of the town, yeah, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that is kind of a weird thing. You rarely see like cities get segmented out into different counties. I would just be confused, like you know, because counties have different 
can have drastically different like speed limit laws and yeah. like all kinds of weird shit. Well, and law enforcement's really different. Like theoretically, the county polices all of them. Like you, I don't know. It, 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 I can see that getting real confusing quickly. Well, I'm glad I don't live in that town. I don't know. What yeah, right. I got. Remember reading about that? I'm like, what? All right. So, what what are we talking about this week? Well, I am talking about my collection of weird ape photographs that I have. <laughs> We're going to talk about. Um, That's strange. The board board yacht ape club board ape yacht club. Uh, market um and uh then we're gonna talk about uh ozark and uh we're talking maybe maybe moon Knight. we're not sure uh completely yet uh we're talking about the supreme court uh stuff that's been going on uh, in regard to abortion and joe manchin um <laughs> just Manchette. doing his mansion thing uh we're talking about elon musk and twitter uh how that's been going and uh then we're talking Oh well, Putin, Vladimir Putin. Um, I'm looking good these days. Oh, he looks like he's uh, been sculpted out of Crisco. Uh, is is he looks like uh, like a pot of clay before put into a kiln? Yeah, yeah. He or like if the AC broke at Madame Tussauds. You know, <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yep, <laughs> that's kind of what he looks like. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we're going to talk about his uh, his girl, Tulsi. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to finish it up with um, uh, Greg Abbott and his war on schools. Uh, and, and just some broader war on school stuff, I suppose. We'll get lip just in that. general across, yeah. across the country. But what he did was uh, he took it to the next level. Yes. Yeah. But I wanted to, I guess that's the first thing I wanted to, I'm very excited. I am, and I, I've been kind of hiding this. I believe I'm going to be able to retire from working soon. Oh, really? I have uh, in my possession board ape yacht club NFT number 78. It's a gif of a uh, ape. And I think I'm a millionaire. I mean, <laughs> I hate to break to you, Jess. What? But you no. are not a millionaire because I have board eight one six four three seven C, and I was told that I'm a millionaire now. And anyone who had whatever seventy four or whatever number you just yeah. said is a loser. Well, this is devastating news because I've sent out a series of emails. Yeah, <laughs> taking umbrage at everyone who's ever crossed me. Hold on, uh, a guy I, walked by me and stole my crypto wallet because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and now I lost out. I lost my password too, so I can't obtain it. I also ran out of juice, so I couldn't juice the eight. You couldn't slurp that. <laughs> we talked about that last week. That was, that was yeah. a, I think that was the beginning and the end of the NFTs. Like, people saw that and they were like, wait. Wait, slurp Slurp the eight. I get three new eight. What? well did i get into <laughs> i just can't believe anyone all right all serious i can't believe all right if you want to collect dumb shit yeah first of all you should never ever and this goes comics baseball cards basketball cards pokemon fucking 
Beanie Baby, any of this shit. You should never get into this stuff under the understand under the notion that you are going to get rich from it. Right, right. If you go into a hobby like this, especially when it's a fad, right in the beginning, you're going to lose. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that everyone is going to be a loser here. There might be some people that get lucky. Mm -hmm. But usually the people that get lucky at these things are the ones that figured out how to sell their shit, get their shit first and sell it when the hype happened and then walk away with the money. Those are the people that do well. They don't hold the pop. Sometimes at these collector's markets like that, it's a game of hot potato. Oh, yeah. And the guys who have the money in the end, they ain't holding the potato anymore. No, no. They got rid of that potato months ago. It's a lot of it is just timing, you know? Um, It's about timing. It's about understanding markets. This isn't everything in general. But anyone, you see these stories of people like with NFTs, because it's like a currency involved. They think it's like, it's like a little different from your normal, like buying a variant cover of a comic book or like whatever, you know, buying a, a, a variant of a base any type of stupid collectible and but like they were treating it like as in like i'm gonna be able to buy a house with this eight jpeg and it's like no you're not well that's how yeah that's how i felt in 2006 but then came the big teddy ruxpin crash of 07 (laughs) and i was leveled during the tickle me elmo uh you know we were living high in the hog yes with the the tickle me elmos (laughs) on pallets thousands Mm -hmm. each then one day tickle me elmo it's it's devastating you just have to look through it once no uh, i mean like obviously all joking aside but like i mean first of all crypto was already like a weird thing people to get into and there's people who understand it and everything but so many shit coins that come up yeah that's the thing and then almost on top of it you have like these nfts and you know it's funny so like i posted i saw this article and let me see it was uh it a three hundred fifty thousand dollar board ape nft which just sold for only 115 so i posted that and uh, I, I was making things sarcastic. I said, if you don't get into NFTs and crypto, you'll remain poor. Because I've heard people tell me that <laughs> yeah, last yeah. year. Like, have fun being poor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I got some people this morning, I saw, like, commenting. And one of the things they said, well, the guy accidentally sold it for that much. Sure. He hit the wrong button. <laughs> that, that seems to be a pretty significant flaw in the economy. That, that's a big problem right there in, like, you hit the wrong button there for just lost but i mean like, <laughs> like accidentally you? venmoing someone your house like, yeah, exactly <laughs> like oh i just gave you my mortgage that i paid <laughs> off <laughs> i just gave oh i just accidentally gave you my car like, i zelled you my daughter's college fund by accident right, like <laughs> like it should not be like that doesn't that's not a good excuse yeah <laughs> like, oh, like 
that's a big flaw in that system. How easy it is to like fuck this up. I think another thing, people, was the gas fees. Like, yeah, for, like yeah. wait, so I have an eight that's worth like let's say two hundred dollars, right? Hey, two hundred dollars for a fucking JPEG, man. That's pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah. Like you're, you know, I would say even at one hundred fifteen dollars, that fucking piece of shit drawing was way too much. Oh yeah. Like, if yeah. I would not feel confident selling that to someone for $115. I would feel like I ripped them off. Right. Yeah. Like, I can, I'll try to do better. Like, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> what? I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't feel good about this. Uh, but, like, first of all, that person paid too much, I think. And second of all, I don't know. Like, because, like, let's say I get a comic book. I find a comic book that's worth $1,000, but I only paid 50 for it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I mean, yeah, some asshole go, wow, technically a comic's only worth 50 because that's what you paid for it. Mm-hmm. It was $1,000 until you sell it. Eh, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> if it is, you know, we're talking like a real old book that's yeah. bad, not some bullshit, that new thing, whatever. Um, no, that's that's like a real thing, and I can't accidentally just hit the wrong button now i don't right. have that comic anymore like yeah if i want to sell it i will probably no matter what even if i don't even get a thousand i'm going to get way more than the 50 i spent on it well and you can also insure it you know you can call up an insurance agent and get it if you want to do that sure yeah but i'm just saying like it's a tangible thing that there are there are things in place that can protect it you can insure it you can put it in a uh, physical safe. You can enjoy it while you have it. I just leave them out on the front lawn. <laughs> Sprinkler take care of it. Yeah, I keep them in a stack next to the toilet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep them by the furnace. That's the best place to put them. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, okay, so this board eight sells for one fifteen. Is it still worth three hundred fifty thousand? Did that person now own? Does he have the potential to sell that for three hundred fifty thousand now, or is that eight now literally just one hundred fifteen bucks, and no one's fucking gonna buy it from him? I don't know. That's it is. I I always feel weird talking about the board API club because I think that is a different. Well, in general, just NFTs in general, because it's like listed on the marketplace, like they can see what it's sold for. Yeah, I don't see. Look, I don't unless some. Unless something big happens, I don't see NFTs going anywhere. And by big, I mean like if Xbox says, hey, we figured out a way to incorporate NFTs into all of our games, you know, meaning that you can use that NFT somehow and hang it up in your little Minecraft house or whatever. All of a sudden, these things seem a lot more like, oh, well, there's something there. I mean, they're not worth $300,000, but like, okay, this is a thing. But like, in until that leap happens, it's, I don't see it. There was some know? bullshit, like, where people were assuming that with NFTs, they could like create a character and bring it to any game they wanted to play. That's, yeah. I mean, like, that is like, how is that even possible? It, well, it could be like and th- PC that would be, games, maybe like because I know you could fuck with PC games and shit. People, well, like like so many games. I don't know. I don't know how into video games you are, but like a lot of the ones I play, like you can tell, like oh, this is built on the Unreal Engine, or this is built on Steam, or this is built. You know, there's like different architectures that you build these games on. I'm and, sorry, I, I 
once we pass Street Fighter Championship, <laughs> I really just have no games anymore. Um, you you can see it being that oh yeah, these could be incorporated into any game, you know, uh, within like a certain ecosystem or whatever it's possible i mean like it's and it's actually even more than possible it's probable that these things are eventually going to happen but like who knows when and who knows to what degree i mean when people were talking about virtual reality in the 80s thinking that like weird science may one day be <laughs> i was just thinking about i want my mtv like those uh, a video yeah uh, what was it that really shitty cgi video Oh, Go the TV. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. Yeah, that was a great one. You gotta move it. Um, but, like, it, I don't know. Anyways, long story short, like, man, the NFT market got way overblown, way overblown very quickly. I, um, I just cannot take them. I had talked to this one guy today, and he said, like, you know, he's part of this group, and they sell, like, art with the j yeah. with the, like a toy and then with the with the nft and i'm just like can we just like not have the nft part of it <laughs> like do you need that at that point i mean you got yeah. the best two parts i still think it's just a crypto scheme until like it, that's really what it is i mean like hey yeah. listen i hope people make i hope if anyone did it and they invested any money or whatever and i hope they don't get completely screwed, but man, I think so many people are just going to get fucked. Oh Dude, yeah. I feel like you have like, like a good example. We're going to talk about this asshole later, but Elon Musk was a huge pusher of the NFTs last year. Oh yeah. I'm talking about now, but last year, Dogecoin, did Dogecoin like, isn't it like worth absolutely nothing now? Well, it, it was always worth very, very little. Like, like the, that was the, you would buy like, five dollars worth of dogecoin and receive like oh, thirty thousand dogecoins you know that was kind but of the goal stick. was that all these people thought they were going to be millionaires thanks to elon musk because he would buy it up and prop it up and then once doge was worth an actual fiat i hate using that term yeah yeah dollar then you would have millionaires everywhere oh. uh, ignoring the fact though that you have to understand, okay, if you want to, you, you can't just cash out. Yeah, you need That's people that works. be willing to buy it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the most insane thing about it. It's like, you know, people have want to, there's got to be a buyer involved. Yeah. That's not how money should work. Like, <laughs> you have money, money's money. You it don't is. have to worry about people buying money to, it is weird. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what. Like, obviously, cri cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. Like, so much of the world runs on cryptocurrency. Well, I've said before. Well, like, if you use Venmo or Square or I, right, I, the technology used in there is on the blockchain. Yeah, and all that. But at the end of the day, it's still money. It's oh not, yeah, it's it always was money. It's, it's like, not invested. It's not in some shit coin. Or something that has to be sold or used gas for. Yeah. Someone gives me $100 on Venmo. I could either transfer to my bank immediately, pay a small fee, or wait a couple of days. Yeah. And it'll go to my bank. Well, there yeah. are people, and th this is the other thing that was always hard for people to understand. There are people who 
crypto works for them the way everyone kind of dreams of it working. But these are like super freak people. These are the people that like, they don't have an address. They like work online and live like in Ecuador one day and then they're in like Belarus the next. And then, yeah, I mean, like there are people like that. You know, I know this guy, he was born in Canada. I don't know him personally. I just kind of like know him online. He's a person I've interacted with over the years. And then he like left uh, and then he moved to Serbia and now he's in like Belgrade and he does like weird computer work online and he's in Mexico in the summer. He just does shit like that. Like he, he's off the grid. He's like one of the million, like very few people do. He's not having like wife and kids. He's not settling down. Nope. No wife and kid, no settling down. He's probably like 40. He's just like a world. He's like one of those weird vagabond world travelers. It's, it sounds probably a huge awesome libertarian. What? Probably a oh, huge libertarian. I don't know. Honestly, he's not the only time I've ever seen him get political is uh, he is based out of Serbia. So he talks a lot about Ukraine and Russia, and he's pretty supportive of the Ukraine. You oh, know? there so, you go. That's good. Yeah. So like that's and that's and he doesn't really even talk about it in political terms. He's just like, this sucks what's happening to the country next to me. So like, you know, it's more like, yeah, he's not getting into the technical terms. It's more like. Yeah, deathbed. <laughs> exactly. He's like, this country was like minding its own business and all of a sudden they got <laughs> invaded and that, that shouldn't be. Death and destruction <laughs> bad. Yeah. Well, so. regardless, that is not a normal person. No, it's but not. not. But the problem is you're having idiots that are just blowing their savings, blowing their, or the worst, doing loans in crypto. You told me about, stuff, you yeah. about that before. Like, listen, I am no expert in any way whatsoever. But the last thing I want to hear is like, I cannot, one of the things that always makes me crack up about crypto and NFTs and all these people is when they go, oh, you still use fiat currency? <laughs> and again, I will say this and I'll say this every time, the only reason why you like any of this crypto shit or NFT shit is because you saw an increase in value and that value was the so-called potential numbers in fiat yeah, currency. Yeah. So, like, fuck off. Like, okay, you've already, like, contradicted yourself. Like, if you bought an NFT for, like, 0.06F or whatever, but now F is not worth, like, quadruple in fiat currency, potential fiat currency, you're only excited because it's based on that. Yeah. You should only be excited by... The theorem itself, the value, like that you could go to Arby's now and get, <laughs> you know, you could use like that. You got the meats, I got the ETH. <laughs> what? Yeah, you got the, yeah. You know, you could just douse yourself in horsey sauce for free, but they get a little annoyed if you don't buy something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I I, I still am a big believer in cryptocurrency. Well, I guess I, I'll revise well, that. Well, the weird thing is, see, the thing is, we don't video. I mean, we have this recording here. We do like video talking, but we don't post yeah. it. But right now, Joseph is wearing a suit with crypto bitcoins and doge pattern all That's over true. And uh, he's got like uh, gold glasses mm -hmm. with the little laser light beam up, eyes, yep. light up. And uh, in the back behind him is a big poster that says "To the Moon." I he's found this badass store called Damn Cryptos. That is my. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. well, I don't know. Like the thing is, video game companies and other companies, publishers, and all these other stuff, they're finding they're they put they're still releasing NFT shit because they invested the time and did it. So you're gonna see more releases. The question is, will there be I don't don't go by this year, go mm-hmm. by next year. So if you go by 2021 and you saw the early adopters of this bullshit or 2020, 2021, <laughs> 2022 is when you start to see blowback and the number, but you're seeing a lot of stuff come out because people were companies were putting the time in then and had the release dates this year. The real yeah. question is if people, if there is really a life to NFTs in any way whatsoever, let's see what 2024 says. Yeah. Like, you know, is Marvel going to put out NFTs in 2024? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like all different publishers gonna, or bands or stuff like that. Or if they're going to be different, like maybe, like I said, maybe they're just going to be a thing. And it's not really based on like the bullshit resale value that a lot of people got into this for and actually has some kind of utility to it. Right. Then that's a different story. Yeah. The thing I hate about the thing I hate about it most is the just the pyramid scam part feeling of it. Yeah. There is there is a lot of that. Um and the, the gas fee thing is just ridiculous. And I know supposedly there's more environmentally ethical and other uh crypto that yeah. NFTs can work off of. I have no idea. Like the names just like go right through my brain. It's like so Sol- Solomon. <laughs> Uh, uh, butter plant. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. You ours don't work on Ethereum. They work on uh, Volume Bus. I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, but you know, like, not really. Like, it's a thing that people like because they're a fan of an actual fan of it, and not because they think that they're going to be able to like put their kids to college through it, or yeah, you know, buy a car, or get a house with it, like. <laughs> It'll, it'll be interesting. I think you're right, though. See, see what 2024, 2025. Because even next year, I mean, even next year, you'll start to see if there really is a real, um, you know, downturn, you're going to see less companies, bigger companies, stuff like that, focus the time and energy into putting out shit like that. They're going to be like, yeah. eh, we're not going to do that next year. We're, we're closing that division down. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, like, I know that momentum and acceleration have a lot to do with how things work with this. Like, sometimes something gets set in motion, and it's just real difficult to stop it. Like you said, like, everyone was doing NFTs, and then a bunch of companies started projects that involved them, and they can't cancel them, even though the trend is kind of dipping down. Um, Oh, Yeah, the question is, okay, you released your... Your I your NFT in spring of 2022 when there was already a downturn. Are you going to mm-hmm. release one in 2023? Yeah. You know, are you are you working on one now anymore? Or are you kind of like, eh, we're going to move on to something else? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, so we'll see. And I mean, we'll we'll see. It's uh, I had one guy. He wrote me. He says you just don't like it because you missed out. I mean, the joke is I can do this any fucking time I want. Like, oh yeah. It, <laughs> What did I miss out on? I just don't want to do it. Like, yeah. um, 
Well, uh, I'll tell you, I, I am like resent, not resentful, but like, man, that would have been nice to buy a cartoon picture of an ape for like 10 bucks and then sell it for a million. That'd have been sweet. I agree. But like, I didn't but have any know. of them actually sold for a million legitimately. No sold. You know, that's the hard thing. That's the thing that's so hard about these things is that like, you know, again, we talk about this, like the Justin Bieber one, he bought it for $300,000. No, he didn't. He didn't buy yeah. shit. He was paid to say he did. Or that's, he did. No, you're right. That's a big problem is that it's very difficult to figure out what's real and what's not. Like Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon. You remember that depressing interview yep. where a video went out and it was people were just like, wow, this is sad. And it was just the two of them talking about board ape they, and they were showing their board ape and everything and it was just like dude they were totally just like paid to push this yeah like come on do you really think jimmy fallon and paris hilton are board ape enthusiasts yeah that's the thing is that like if, that's my passion you know if, if you go to a board ape event and paris hilton is there she's being paid to be there and she's looking at her watch constantly to figure out when she can leave you know right exactly jimmy fallon's not like <laughs> no. oh my you know people say that my passion is late night tv but my true passion is uh spending hundreds of thousand dollars on shitty drawings online right and and hanging out with like you know steve from receiving who lives in his mom's basement <laughs> and bought a cartoon picture of an eight two years ago for like $13, you know, that's what I, I want to hang out with him and talk Minecraft. You know I mean? Like that, that's, talk shop. Talk that's, shop. That's, his, that's his true passion. You know, I'll talk about our, yeah, our, it just, none of that. It's so, it's so weird. Like so much of what we live in is like in this, I know this is like a, a, a cliche expression, but like post truth, like it's so hard to figure out what, what is, true you know what's real so it hard. is very bizarre it's like because i think that's the problem with all that kind of stuff is you uh you don't really know what the values of things are yeah. like the thing like it, or you don't really know who's buying it i mean yeah you don't know it's hard to tell what an authentic sale is this could be anything like i said i remember one of the things last year early in the year that got a lot of attention was a preview magazine from oh, yeah. of miles morales on the cover that predated his first true first appearance by a month or two because it was a previous catalog mm -hmm. and supposedly sold for 10 grand and people were like that's not how like <laughs> comic collecting works it's not that's not a comic like that could have value but that's not ten thousand yeah. dollars and then i think it was found out that it was a fake buy well that's that is a that's an interesting thing like often with stuff like that value is i mean it's determined by the market true but it's also determined by like the people the community and i know that's like kind of a weird term but like there is like a loose I know, but like, think about it. Like, no, I hate because I feel like community is like something else, and when it gets used for like scheming collectors' markets, it just it, it's well, like an abuse of that word. I know. Well, think about it. Like, um, like in uh, okay, like let's say we're talking about books. Like, is a book good or not? You'd look at like okay, there's like a half a dozen really well regarded critics, 
and then there's like you know like some international critics and there's a few book prizes that are like you know the pulitzer and the the man uh booker prize and so it was different stuff like that and then through all of that there's kind of like a, a consensus built on is this a good thing or is this a bad thing you know, that's how like literature is determined as being good or bad. And that's how like comic books are valued. That there's there's a group of people, no one famous, but like people that do this all the time, buy and sell comics for a living, they're involved in the art, you know, stuff like that. They in a weird sort of way determine the value. But there is no version of that for crypto. There's no group of experts on crypto, it's too new. It's too flooded with people with bad actors. It's it's not something born out of love. Like people that evaluate literature do it because they love literature. Right. That's the problem too. Like you're telling me that the shitty board eight drawings, like listen, there's good artwork that's out there on NFTs. Yeah. There's a very impressive art out there. I don't I'd rather own like a print or the original. Right. But whatever. I see that, but the board eight to me is like a, uh, it's grotesque and yeah. it is like literally telling you this is a scam. But the people that, that determine whether or not a piece of music is good, love music, you know, and the people that determine if, if a comic book, like a, an old comic book is good or not. Some of it's market driven, but a lot of it is, do the people who really love comics value it? Like there was a company early in the year last year called like i think it was called like bad idea or whatever uh-huh. and what they would do was they would manipulate the market and create false demand for their comics by like okay. only selling to like certain stores only sure. releasing a very small amount they were creating a uh, a false demand i mean it wasn't like oh this is an inspired man book and marvel's not putting it out you know that's a character that's been around for like decades there's movies there's yeah, lots of stuff, and there's a reason why people love that character. There's so much to back it up. Here's something that doesn't exist, and the only reason why you're interested in it is because this company made it impossible for you to get, and a couple of, of uh, big name people on like the internet, whatever, said, "Go get this comic." Yeah. But you're only gonna be able to get it like at this store in like this city, and there only have five of them. Right, and they're keeping four to themselves. And the books would sell for like a hundred bucks. And I was just like, this shit ain't going to retain its value. No. And, and you know what? Guess what? It didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Because the people who love comic books don't value it. You know, I mean, that's that's probably one of the reasons is that it wasn't embraced by you know, the, well, the community. It, or... it, it, it couldn't be embraced by everyone because everyone didn't have access. Or what they would do is they would release it and then they would put out a regular one. But yeah. the regular one they would put out, here's the other funny thing. There was no limit to the print run. They would just they would always make it. So what makes books valuable oh, yeah. is that, print, like, yeah. this only had twenty thousand print. And this had ten thousand. This run had five thousand. And that's what makes the value too. So yeah, that is weird. Just, I I buy I buy vinyl records on record store day. Yeah, we did. We yeah, we yeah. did that with Roger this year and year before. And there's always like a little note at the bottom, like how many we're in the in the printing or the publishing and yeah it's pretty easy to find the ones that there's about five thousand copies but there's some where they like release 800 copies worldwide and they're bitch to find you know i mean they're just like tough to get so but again it's a band that people like yeah it's not some new band that no one 
You know what I mean? These are band, a lot of these are like re-release of albums that you love and like yeah. extra studio tracks or the record vinyl has a print on it or packaging. Yeah. Lou Reed had a, they made they did a Lou Reed demos album this year in the last record store day. I didn't get it, but it looked amazing. So um but again, those things have like passion and emotion to them. There's artists that have been around for decades there's people who like either love the music or whatever they they want it they're not really even buying it to reset i mean some might try to resell it or whatever but most people are just buying it for their collection and that's it yeah again we're talking about stuff that actual has like want and need this board ape shit is garbage (laughs) and it has no intrinsic value yeah well like that's the problem. It, there's no, in a lot of the, it, it's a false demand. And like you yeah. said, you go ahead. What? No, I was going to say, like, the, I always kind of say with this, the board ape thing, it's a little different because, like, they have events. If you live in New York City and you like night life, but I guarantee the like majority that. of people buying this shit. We're not going to the events. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, like, it's a weird one because there are instances where it would be a thing it's just that the other 99.9 percent of them there isn't that thing you know that's it's just like i said it was like a slap in the face of like okay this is clearly a scam because or like people who, who like would try to con me into like doing getting into that and then they would show me like this jpegs worth eight hundred thousand dollars and it was just like a shitty drawing and i'm like how is this worth eight hundred thousand yeah who would buy this shit it's tough like mm-hmm. who like did, did the person get hit in the head when they bought it why would they invest in this was this made by van gogh like that's yeah. the thing like if the nft had like a name like uh people what people like bleeple. not even that not, fuck that not even that but like like, I know what you're saying. Like if if because you could see that Kazik, like, like, whatever. Not or uh, what's that guy's name? The one the, like the balloon animal. Like oh, I forget. But yeah, like but, if you if Banksy did a NFT, that could be a thing, right? That's a name. Yeah, and it also is like that makes sense with his. Like if Andy Warhol were alive today, I can see him doing NFT. Oh my god, he'd be selling yeah. those things like crazy. Yeah, and that would be a thing. He was like the original NFT. He was. He's just like fucking silkscreen shit in his warehouse, and then anyway. So yeah, I agree that, that Banksy. I can't think of too many modern artists where that would be a thing. Um, but yeah, there's somewhere it would make it be a good fit. Wizard balls. <laughs> Wizard balls. <laughs> But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing basically like people paying, you know, going on Fiverr and having some coder from the Philippines crank out like 700 nearly identical uh, apes. Stupid things like they use like an AI thing to like change the look of these stupid characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, unless there's something there, then they're just it's hard to imagine the value in it like if if it buys you a ticket to an event that's a, that's a value i mean you can yeah, yeah sure i mean well, that's... you can debate the value of the thing or the purpose of having an nft why not just have a wristband you know i mean like don't, don't like some guy sent me this thing 
and he's trying to prove me wrong and say this stuff and he's like and it's like these owl jpegs we'll, we'll move on to something yeah. else like this but like this is where i hate this shit because it's like this is this is where it screams con like eight hundred thousand dollars for this thing eight hundred thousand dollars buys you a house gives you generational wealth gives you this gives you that all these things that people aspire to have yeah and they're being told that this is how you get that <laughs> and yeah. it's bullshit they try using it as like uh fuck like spike lee had like an ad for crypto in general really and That's it was selling it and it was being marketed to like uh, you know black yeah. and brown communities right of uh or color uh or lesbian gay like yeah, yeah. all different whatever and it, he was in it was being marketed to them and it was like my god this is the worst kind of scam that sucks and spike lee should be ashamed of himself i'm sorry <laughs> you, this shit's not gonna lift people up out of poverty i mean maybe it might lift like the two people working on it yeah. <laughs> it'll lift someone out of poverty I'll tell you that yeah uh, but yeah <laughs> i mean it's uh, another house maybe <laughs> that sucks yeah well I don't know. Well, we'll see, because this, this will actually be a good place to transition, because we we're going to talk a, a little bit about taking advantage of people um, as it relates to uh, a show we were just uh, finished up watching, Ozark. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I actually... Yeah, we talked about it last week, but you did not, not see the last episode. So I had not seen it right at the time. Um, I loved so it. The episode, yeah, it was good. The episode begins with Ruth like she's with all the relatives yeah but you realize all these relatives that are there they're yeah, all yeah. dead these are people that were killed throughout the four seasons her uncle and the other some other dude yeah her cousin that was killed last season or last half a season mm -hmm. uh and she's the only one alive except for that one cousin the redhead yeah ron weasley Ron, yeah, I don't think that was his name. It wasn't. <laughs> uh, I think his name was uh, Ron yeah. Howard. Okay, yes. Opie. His name was Opie. Carrot Top. There's only, Richard, there's only... Yeah, I thought it was weird when Carrot Top showed up and all was like, pulling shit out of the buff and he was pulling uh, wacky props out of his uh, yeah. Carrot Top box that he uses. Well, it was a beautiful scene because you, you like you said, one, her uncle or someone was singing like kind of a country song, like a bluesy country song. And you realize that they're all dead. And the, the real haunting part was that Ruth looked like real happy to see him, <laughs> real happy to see him all. She looked very at peace. Like normally uh, you would be like very scared that you're hallucinating all these dead people. But she was like very comforted by seeing all these dead people. And and it is true, like, man, the birds moved in and fucking decimated the Ozarks. They, like, like wiped out entire say, like, families. Oh, like, who knows what would have happened to Ruth? Uh, I will say the one thing that would probably happen to Ruth is she probably still would have been alive. Yeah, I think so. I think that she was cunning enough that, and like, badass enough that she would not have, uh, like, you know, I think something she would have gotten herself out of the situation some way. I'm sure she'd still be trapped there, but yeah, she may have been in and out of jail, or she. I mean, she. I'm not saying she would have turned out to be like a success story, um, but um, 
Yeah, it is real. And I, we said this a little bit last week. It is kind of like a fear of those, Appala- you know, those small kind of like Southern Appalachian communities where um, they're terrified of like city folk moving in and wrecking their way of life. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. You know, I mean. But the other thing, too, is like she probably pays a price. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, Ruth dies in the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, What's the name of the family? Cam- Camilla uh, from the... No, not that. I mean, the name oh, of the... the Bird family, Marty the Bird and family. Wendy. Yeah. They come out fine in the end. Pretty much. I mean, it's just another onto the next bullshit thing. Like, well, they, they come out fine, but like, they thought they were going to escape and they didn't. That was the That's the tragedy of them. I just think they'll never escape because they'll always be involved in some kind of grift or con and one they'll be getting out of one getting into another. Yeah. They they thought that they were going to be able to leave it all behind, get out of the criminal life and go straight and become political kingmakers. And part of that's true. Like they did get a a happy ending in a sense, but they're always going to be tied to Camilla and under the FBI's thumb. And they're they're never going to be able to rest. In a lot of ways, it was like, this this season ending finale reminded me a lot of The Sopranos. It was better than The Sopranos. Well, this in the in The Sopranos, it, they built up a lot of tension and then it just went black. In this, the same exact thing happened, but then you heard a gunshot. In the end, yeah, in this in the end of Ozark. I'm trying to remember that. Like they're they, talking, the whole family's together in the end. Yeah, and you hear a gunshot in the in the Ozark. Yeah, yeah. At the very end, the detective comes back, and oh yeah, he gets killed. Well, the detective. you assume I assume that, although it's certainly possible that uh, Ben just shot that goat. The evidence, because the detective's sitting there, and then the goat is right next to him with uh, Ben's ashes. And then uh, Jonah comes down with a shotgun, and then it fades to black. I thought he he killed the detective, Jonah. You don't see him. You don't see that happen. Uh, Hold on. No. You don't see the detective get killed. You you. I'll, I'll keep talking if you want to look it up. He, I'm, I, I am right now. I'm, uh, the the version of the version of this I saw on Netflix. It, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I watched this on uh, on uh, Crackle HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, I watched this on Crackle, and uh, oh, it yeah. wasn't that. It was. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. We're all the actors. We're mullet. Joe Dirt too. <laughs> you you watched like an Indian remake of it, like. <laughs> Yeah, like a Bollywood remake of it. Yeah, I watched the um, Bollywood remake. I'm sorry, my bad. No, you you see Jonah come down and he he loads he levels the shotgun and then it fades to black and then you hear the gunshot. Hold on, and, here we go. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Here. Doesn't matter. We're not gonna get a what? Oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you never see that, and I think they killed the detective. Oh yeah, I, I think that's that's the more logical. Jonah, I think Jonah killed the detective, and it showed that one, 
they get to mo- they get to go on and do more bullshit, but at the same time, they lost their son's soul in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like their whole game goal was in the show was to keep the kids kind of out of it. Yeah. Now the kids are like intrinsically part of it, and they got to the point where like the grandpa was gonna take the kids yeah. and actually help, but but that guy didn't really have good intentions. No, nah, John Boy, he was terrible. But and it's kind of interesting too because if you watch that earlier seasons, that gun there was that older guy that I guess I don't know what was the deal with that old guy. Oh yeah, he was the owner of the house. Okay, because they were he, renting it from him, right? Yeah. And the kid kind of didn't he learn how to shoot from him or something? Gosh, I don't remember. That I remember he was like right. hanging out with them, and then there was like the. Uh, didn't he die of like cancer or something or yeah he ended up dying like after season two or whatever uh the mentally impaired guy who's like ruth's cousin or whatever oh yeah fine like she gets so mad because he wasn't working that he's the kid he's like he's an adult he's the one that got jonah the gun because they show yeah. him go to like walmart and it's just really funny how like they'll just sell they don't even care and they sell yeah. this to a guy with down syndrome like, yeah it is like here's the gun. Like it was actually really good. It showed you like what a joke this country is. Like when it comes yeah. to gun. Like I mean, no offense to the Down syndrome yeah, community, yeah. but you know, I don't know if guns should just be sold to anyone. It's a weird. Well, you got, yeah, there's many people guns shouldn't be sold to. Right. Um, exactly. I would. You know, there's probably people who are Down syndrome probably are better off with a gun than most people. Yeah, that's, that's real true. Um, it is weird. I mean, I, it was a. I don't know. So anyway, you're right. Ruth dies at the end, and we don't we don't know exactly what happens. But yeah, you get the, the distinct sense that that the kid shot the detective. I mean, the whole Ben in the ashes was like gonna. They set it up in a way that it showed like this is gonna come back and bite the birds in the ass, basically. Yeah. Like you can't escape the fact that you killed your bro- you had your brother killed by yeah. the uh, and but they got away with it in the end. Yeah. And I think the, the son killed the detective. Well, it is weird. I was I was thinking afterwards, and I know I texted you about it, but like I don't think there were any good character. I mean, like, by good, I mean, like, morally or ethically or whatever. Everyone's, like, kind of corrupt. Like, the FBI agents, like, you're willing to work with a... Yeah. You're willing to work with a drug lord? Well, Maya was the only one that, like, had, like, a a distinct conscience and, like, wrestled with it. And sometimes she was successful and sometimes she wasn't all the rest of them were like pretty straight up villainous. You know I mean? Like Wendy was horrible. The dad was horrible. Marty was horrible. Jonah was horrible. Ruth, honestly, I mean, I, I know you root for Ruth and everything and she was a great character, but like she was a shitty person too. They I, found all... it in- I found it interesting too. Like she accepted her fate in a way. Yeah. Because, you know, by being at peace in the beginning with seeing all her dead yeah. relatives in her dream. Or not even her dream. It was just she was just seeing them. She was like, yeah. oh, cousin. Uh because she's like, why would she not like have a gun on her? Yeah. You know, when she got shot. And yeah. it's kind of funny too, because they kind of set it up that the what was the name of the new uh cartel leader? Camilla. Which is the sister of Omar. Omar. And she, of course, had him killed. Her son was killed by Ruth in the beginning of the season. Yeah. 
so it's like a cycle. Like maybe Ruth should never have killed them, but at the same time, that guy, that guy was such a hothead. Like what's funny about him, I found interesting. I was talking about about this with like him and Omar. It's like Omar was like more old school, like yeah, uh, cartel. And what's his face like to see himself uh, more like metropolitan, more Americanized, like. He wanted to be able to be like, I can go. Uh, that's remember when he beats the shit out of that guy. Yeah, in the bathroom. Well, who was? What was that again? I forgot. What was well, that? Well, he he went. Javi, the nephew, went to like University of Chicago or some famous American school, and the professors always kind of like made him feel less than. So anyway, Javi now is like this multimillionaire in the tile business or whatever. And the the school comes asking for donations. They want him to um, donate money to the law school or the business school or whatever. <clears throat> and But they don't want to put his name on a building. And Javi gets real pissed off about it and beats the shit out of the professor in the bathroom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. It, it, Javi was a shit character. I mean, like... He, well, I think it, like they said about, that made him, I think, truly terrible was like he tried to act like he was like above it. Yeah. But he was worse. Oh, he was, yeah, much worse. He's a bigger hothead, and, like, he tried to act like he was this, like, the aspirations of being this, like, I don't know, more metropolitan, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Ruth shooting him and, you know, having him killed. Uh, I don't think there was an easy solution. The The woman, well, she ended up, what happened with her? The one that, like, owned, like, the drug company? Like oh, she kept by getting sucked into it. Yeah, she actually, it was a weird thing because that one of the last pieces, like something that kind of solved the lingering questions is the FBI met with the pharmaceutical company and the drug cartel and Ruth and Marty and Wendy and said, basically, <laughs> it was such a fucked up deal. If the drug cartel gives product to the pharmaceutical company, and also lets the FBI take like part of their shipments, meaning like stealing money from them. And the money the cartel keeps gets laundered through Ruth's casino, then no one goes to jail. Yeah. But it was like a total grift. It was basically the FBI saying, like, you can run your drugs, but we want a cut and you got to give a cut to the pharmacy. So uh, it's just kind of a real fucked up ending. Yeah, and she acted like she she was trying like she was above this too, and it's like no, you're just as bad yeah. as him. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, the person who makes out the best in the end is uh, I don't know what she was considered. She Ruth shows up to Florida to get her. Yeah, Rachel or something. Was she, I, I was like, who the hell is this? And I forgot she was like in the first season. Yeah, and I guess she owned the boat originally. Yeah, I think so. So Ruth basically got the boat back for her. Yeah. And she was like in a better place too. She wasn't like a drunk anymore. Yeah, she went to AA or something. Um, yeah, I'll tell you the one of the characters that did okay was that dope that worked for Ruth at the hotel. Oh, that guy! You know, he just got sucked into a cult. <laughs> yeah, he got out of the Ozarks, but he's he's, he's currently breathing. That's true. Uh, and he was a shithead anyway. So, like, a cult's a pretty good place for him. Yeah. They feed him. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was good. I still think like part of me would have liked to have seen like Ruth like live, but yeah, me too. I think it kind of proved your whole point of like everyone that it 
everyone that was from there was exploited and died. Yeah, that's it. By these outside forces. Yeah. It was like their worst fears come to life. Like the average Magacha in Appalachia is scared of two things, uh, city slickers and Mexicans. And so they voted for um, a city slicker for yeah. president. Yeah, they, they basically vote for like the pharmaceutical company executive. Or, or Wendy Bird. They would have voted for Wendy Bird. You know? No, they went. She's a no good uh, uh, liberal. City slicker. Yeah, she, no, she's, a, she's a Democrat. Now, if she was Republican, it'd be a different story. Well, it is. It's weird because, like, it just fucked him up. I, I was hoping, I honestly, I legitimately thought that Marty and Wendy would die and Ruth would be the only one left in the Ozarks. And... Yeah, that's kind of why I thought it would, but I, I'm actually kind of glad that, uh, uh, I'm kind of glad that they, yeah, you know. It was a good ending. It was they good... actually made it out. I, I actually, I mean, like, I don't think I want to see more that the story's over. We kind of like, but in a way, I'm kind of like, it, I think it kind of proves the point too. You know, they're like cockroaches. They'll, yeah. they'll come out ahead in the end or, you know, they'll survive. They'll... Yeah, I, I, I don't need to see any more. I like the show. Or maybe lot. they won't, you know, they'll piss off Camille and Camille will kill them, have them killed. Well, that's the thing is that you can you can only pull a rabbit out of the hat so many times. Like eventually, it was going to catch up with the birds. I think you know. I mean, like the and the the show did a bunch of great jump scares. Like when what was the the enforcer's name? Um, not Gabriel. Uh, well, when the enforcer was in Wendy's home and Wendy comes in, and she's like, "Oh no, don't do it here! Like, don't don't kill me in my home! Like, take me somewhere!" And he's like, "No, I'm just here to bring you to go see Omar." Uh, I like a- uh, when uh, Mar. I'm always gonna call him Michael because oh yeah, Marty. His name's Marty, though, right? Yeah. He. Uh, I liked when he was like the sub in for Omar, and when he went, he had to go down. Yeah, to yeah. And he had that guy tortured yeah. and everything. But like at first, he's like he couldn't stomach it. Right. And, but then it seemed like he fully embraced it in the end. Yeah. Well, that guy beat the shit out of the accountant or something. So I think he kind of did that, that personally. Yeah. That's how it this was such a weird show. And I was I was talking to my wife about it, uh, about how like uh, at first we were like, oh, Marty killed that innocent guy. But like Okay, he was innocent of what he was accused of, but he wasn't an innocent guy. He was a drug cartel leader, you know, and he trafficked heroin and killed people and beat people up. And like, none of these people were innocent, but you you felt like I'd see Ruth in trouble and I'd really root for Ruth. But Ruth's like a pretty shitty person. And I'd see Marty and Wendy in trouble and I'd root for them to get out of there. I always root for Marty because I just like that. I like, uh, what's his face? He's, he can't be. Uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, he can't. Jason Bateman's the best. I think if they had, if they would have cast Michael Cera as Jonah, that would have been perfect. I think you that would have been weird because Michael Cera is like a grown adult now. It wouldn't have mattered. You just say like he's twelve, and you just play it like that. You let the, the muscle suit, the muscle suit. Yeah, that's like one of the funniest things. Whoever got wet. <laughs> I just thought like one of the funniest things when he's in the muscle suit and Tobias is there and. All of a sudden, he just like drops his pants, and he's like got the never nude, and it's the most awkward. He's like, the weird, everything about that scene is so. Yeah. 
you just feel like Michael Sarah's is like, what? <laughs> well, it was a great show. It was a great, it was a solid ending. Um, and and uh, the fact that Netflix actually let it end is yeah. uh, amazing. But I will give this this. You know, last week we were talking about Netflix, and I gave them a lot of shit for like canceling shows left and right. But they renewed one show so far for third season. Uh, oh, I always forget the name of that show. Which one? That comedy sketch show, the one with like the. Oh yeah, uh, I think you should leave now. Right? Yeah, I think you should leave now. Got third season. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, <laughs> So good on Netflix for yeah. They probably will cancel it halfway. Uh, like we'll get like two episodes or something. Right. <laughs> this this is good actually because like normally what I do is um I post my Netflix password on Reddit and just let it ride for like a week or two and then I'll change it and but uh, because of this I'm I'm considering not mass sharing my my Netflix account. <laughs> i don't think that's how it works anymore <laughs> some guy was like talking they were talking about how like netflix was all uh but heard about people sharing passwords i looked it up the netflix ceo do you know how much the netflix ceo made last year compensation how much he got four board apes 40 million dollars that translates to twenty thousand dollars an hour i'm actually surprised that's all it was Dude makes twenty thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, I mean, I, whatever. But like, if if your if your CEO is making twenty thousand dollars an hour, I don't want to hear about like, I don't want to hear about your financial problems. You got to figure that shit out first, and then talk to me about how you're not making enough money. Well, yeah, true. The problem is usually uh, CEOs are not there to. I mean, they're there to like make sure the stock goes up so they get more mm -hmm. money, but. It, it's yeah. like a weird it's like a weird thing it's like the stocks may be worth a ton of money but the company just has no money yeah right so they I'm, can't afford I'm it so now we have to that them. under not my problem <laughs> or i'm a, instead of giving like transphobes like 50 million dollars for yeah. uh, a shitty comedy special that's not funny you uh i don't know not cancel every show left and right right i really Thinking would like of, a second season of Cowboy Bebop, but how will I ever tell if it's cake without this? Right, exactly. I'm yeah. still trying to figure it out. Speaking of, this is the best. I watched this one show. I didn't even bother to tell you to watch it. Uh -huh. I can't say it was good or not. Mike Myers has a show on Netflix. It's the most insane, okay. weirdest thing I ever watched. Is it the Secret Society show? The Pentaveret, the Secret okay. Society. It's basically I'm like a weird Illuminati. Is it good? Not the Illuminati, the Pentaveret. They're nice guys. Like they're not like evil, or they try not to be evil. Right, right. And they're all played by Mike Myers. Mike Myers plays like it's a six-part show. You'll yeah. work right through it. They're like 25-minute episodes if you can handle it. Uh, I don't mean like, can you handle it? Like a chat, it's more like right, I don't right. know. I mean, if you really like Mike Myers, you might like this. I feel yeah. like this might have been like a script he had laying around that he retooled. <laughs> I feel like this was Austin Powers 4. Because oh, I can okay. totally see an Austin yeah. Powers 4 being Austin Powers versus the Illuminati. Right, and, right. Yeah. You know, he always, because like in the first movie, he played two characters. And in the third movie, he played three. Right. And in the third, second movie, he played three Fat Bastard, Dr. Evil, Austin Powers. And in the fourth movie, he played Dr. Evil, Austin Powers. Fat bastard, and then gold member. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. In uh, this one, Pentagoras plays all five, the six members. One one of them's dead in the beginning, but you still see clips of him. So he plays all six members, or maybe it's five members. I don't know. He plays the main guy, who is like a reporter from Canada. Mm-hmm. Plays a conspiracy nut, who's also there. He plays an Alex Jones type character okay. that uh, you only see recorded. And then I swore he plays like 12, 14, 15 other characters. Maybe the, huh. the problem with him is, and this could sound mean, like, yeah. I'm older. I'm, uh, you get older, you get yeah. a little puffy. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can like, some people, you can work out, you can like try to do everything right. But sometimes you just, you can't get rid of that puff. And right. Mike Myers' face is just so much more swollen than it was yeah. when he was in Wayne's World. Yeah. And it's hard for him to play all these characters yeah. and not just look like Mike Myers looking weird in different weird makeup. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I've seen, he looks like a jolly Steve Bannon in some of these photos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it is the weirdest show. I, I, I think I get a kick out of it. I, I don't know if I can recommend it. It, but the best review, I literally Google searched the Pentaveret. Yeah, yeah. The person that came up with a review that literally nailed it. It said the Pentaveret is another example of Netflix writing another bloated check to a famous person yeah. just so they can get their name on some content. I don't, there probably won't be a season two because it kind of ends and like <laughs> has like a finale. It does feel oh. like this was really a movie. I mean, it's like 22 minutes. There's like six episodes. It's like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Not even. This could have been one movie, uh, but it's divided in six episodes. And I don't, even when you watch it, like I don't foresee a second season at all. Right. Some of it's kind of funny. Some of it's a little weird. It's weird. It's the oddest, it's truly one of the oddest things ever made. Did you ever see The Love Guru? No, no, I remember that one. That's the one where it was basically the Marishka Hargitay joke. Oh my God. Yeah. He's yeah. playing like, uh, I forgot what he's playing. He's playing like, he's, he's literally playing like, Yeah. It's it is like one of the worst movies ever yeah. made. Like, it came out in like 2008 or whatever. And it was like, I don't even know how to explain this. The movie, there would be scenes with him. And he would make a joke that wasn't funny, but the person next to him that was in the movie yeah. would laugh or giggle. Yeah. Just so and, you and knew it was supposed to be and funny. And then Mike Myers would be like, eee, you know, that yeah. smile that he does. And you're just like, oh man, it was so bad. Uh, this is better than that. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, listen, if you like him, uh, if you like Austin Powers, the, con- the content is kind of interesting. It's just so weird. I'll check it out. I don't necessarily like Mike Myers. I don't dislike him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll check I it remember out. years ago, I was in New York City hanging out with some friends, and we, uh-huh. we and I were uh, at a, a karaoke bar. Okay. And we were doing karaoke. And then sure. me and her and someone else laughed to go eat, and we just went home. And then I found that the next day, one of our friends had stayed behind. Ended up hanging out with Mike Myers all oh. night because he showed up 
literally five minutes after we oh, left. <laughs> Did they say he was pretty chill or? Yeah, he was totally cool. She hung out with him, sang songs with him. I was like, come on, that sounds like bullshit. No, Mike Myers, the uh, the serial killer from the right, yeah. movie, he shows up. He was really good in karaoke. He doesn't say a word. Um, I don't know. It, it is it is a true example, though. Netflix has this weird. I, I, I there's like a list of content on that show channel. I mean, on that app or whatever, whatever streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Where you could tell they paid a lot of money to get these names, and you, you can't say the content is good, and you wonder if there was any like I don't know if the word editorial involved. Right, right. They're literally just like writing a check so they could just advertise and say, "Hey." You haven't seen Mike Myers in like anything really recent. This is his next big project, and we have it here at Netflix. Yeah, it's like that. Did you see that movie with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds that came out like a couple months ago? Oh, um, like Red Notice. No, I did not. I I, I, I know which one you're talking about, but no, I had that on. I watched that. I had that on the background. I was drawing stuff. It's got what's her face plays Wonder Woman in it. Uh, Gal Gadot, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's a movie. Like they do release these in the theater too. Like it, it feels like a movie, right? It's just like a, a Netflix threw a bunch of money to get The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gail Godot in the movie, and they weren't really concerned that much about the plot. Yeah, it got a ton of views. There's... It got people to watch Netflix. That's all they care about. The whole goal is to make content. It just gets you to sign up for a month or, 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 and forget and keep paying. There is so much content out there. I was, I, my wife and I watched uh, Love Life, uh, s- season one of Love Life. is an HBO Max original or whatever. It's got uh, Anna Kendrick in it, shot in New York. Oh, I saw the second season. I thought that was pretty good. I didn't watch the first season. Second oh, season yeah. has a guy from A Good Place in it. Yes. Like the main character in that one. Yeah, uh, Cheaty. Um, yeah. I, I probably will watch the second season just because, like you said, they're about a half hour long. There's only 10 of them. They go down easy. It's a fun show. Um, but as I'm watching this, I see, oh, there's another season. And then I flip over to Hulu and Hulu's got like Firestarter, a 10 part adaptation of Firestarter. And Wait, I'm like, confused. Is that in the theater as a new movie or is it a TV show? I think it's a TV series on Hulu. Because I was looking up movies in my area for yeah. Doctor Strange and Firestarter was one of them. Oh, really? I could and I'm be like, wrong. Really? I don't know. Well, Regardless, anyway, it's just, yeah, go ahead. Will. The long story short is that there's just so, there's fucking so much content out there. I like, there's so much stuff there's that so like... so much shit. Well, 20, like, 20 years ago, there, today I ignore shows that 20 years ago I would have been thrilled to have the opportunity to see. You know, um, I mean, I still watch a lot of shit too, but like, there's just so much content. There's so much content out there. Netflix, uh, someone brought, we'll move on to the next thing in a second. Uh, yeah. Someone brought up a funny point about Netflix and said, if you look at a lot of their content, like a lot of movies and mm-hmm. stuff that they have, it's almost like they, because especially because they don't have Star Wars or Disney mm-hmm. anymore, they don't have certain properties anymore. Yeah. But they have invested in copycats. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Like they, it's like they don't have the zombie thing, so they got what's his face to do a zombie movie. Um, Zack Snyder. Oh yeah, yeah, the army of the dead or whatever. Yeah, here's another example of like copycat. Like, hey, 
you don't have <laughs> so i guess Zack snyder uh made had a pitched a star wars movie oh and they did it they just didn't go with it okay. so they are actually it, i don't know if they, they just finished filming it i don't know if it comes out this year or next year but there is a Zack Snyder Star Wars movie quote, oh, Star weird. Wars type movie, a, a rated R version. So okay. that's kind of, you know, if you, you just wanted more gore in your Star Wars. Uh, and that's going to be on Netflix. And I just thought that was kind of funny because it's just yeah. like. That is weird. They're like, we'll just make our own. I mean, it's just spaceships in the end anyway. I mean, well, they, you're right. They do buy a lot of genre stuff, which I love. But like you get a lot of like, oh, here's an eight part series about people on the moon that's from South Korea or something. You know I mean? It's like- well, you know, they had, uh, that, Yeah, or I mean, Squid Games was awesome. Yeah, it was good. That's not coming out till 2024, the second season. Squid Games was good, but Squid Games is, was an anomaly. They, they ain't all Squid Games. I watched that one show, uh, We Are All Dead or something, Do you, that zombie movie. I didn't you know, see it. I know what you're talking about. I didn't get a chance to watch it. It wasn't great. You know, you watch it and you're like, oh, this will be just as good as Squid Game. And then like yeah. you're three episodes in and you're like, hmm. Yeah, Squid Games talk. was, Squid Games works because of the game element. Yeah. It's, it was. You got a distorted reality show mixed in with drama. Yeah. Right. And with the We're All Dead or whatever, We're All Dead already. It's just like, you need less talking and more zombieing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just there's so much crap out there. Yeah, that's the problem. That's true. I mean, hey, could be worse. We could. Uh, let's see if I could. Maybe we <laughs> need all these distractions. Yes. Of all the bad stuff happening <laughs> in the real world. That's how we transition from the. Talking Enter. about apes and fiction, <laughs> fictional values, <clears throat> traumas. To talk about fictional justice. Fictional, <laughs> yeah, fictional justices. <clears throat> um, yeah. So uh, I heard the Supreme Court are uh, a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Well, I or heard six of them are. I heard today that. Um, and this is all like kind of gossipy stuff and everything that no one, none of the justices have changed their mind and no- They're not going to because if no. they did, they, you would find out that uh, uh, Kavanaugh is dead. Well, they're, they're, dead they're, heart whole, their whole point in being there is to make this decision. Like, why would they change? There's no, yeah. like, do you, like somebody said like, uh, Oh, maybe we could convince Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah? Tell that to the uh, people that paid off his mortgage yeah. and his debts and everything. Remember, he had a whole bunch of, like, yeah. supposedly the guy had, like, millions in debts and, like, his uh, country club, all these, yeah, like, bought, like, Yankees tickets and all sorts of weird Yeah, shit, yeah, you know? like, you think they just did that because they thought he was a lot nice and he liked beer? No, because well, he's there to make sure, one, uh any type of labor stuff involved with corporations and uh environments and anything he, that he becomes a rubber stamp that uh and then this shit this culture yeah. war shit well it is weird because i don't i don't think anybody has a really good bead on how it's all gonna play out i mean like from what i understand the supreme court will vote to overturn roe versus wade six to three come 
uh, or the, five four or five four. Whatever wants to be like the, you know. Yeah, but it'll. But it doesn't return. matter. It still will. It'll still pass. And I don't think anybody yet really knows what's going to happen because this could be this could be huge. I mean, this could be a very very big deal. This could really galvanize a lot of people. This could this could change a lot of things. Um, and uh, I see I see a lot of like smart people on Twitter saying that like their gut is saying that professional Washington meeting like the politicians and people that kind of follow politics, they don't have any idea of how big this is going to be. I don't think they've really, I think that they've taken this for granted for years. I think they have like, Oh, they'll never do this. Republicans will never do this. You know what? Yes, they will. Because I'm sorry, after January 6th, all bets were off. Yeah. Right. At that point. I mean, after January 6th, it should have been known that like these guys are there that they sponsored people to kill you. Well, and they, they, the, the big fundamental thing, and I think the, the thing that links these two together in my head, this isn't my own original thought. I mean, I've read this, is that with January 6th, they said we got beat. More, more people in the popular vote voted for Biden and more states voted for Biden. And we don't like that. And we want to take control anyway. So and the same yeah, thing with this, 70% of the population wants some form of abortion to be legal. And the Supreme Court is like, we don't care what everybody wants. This is how we think it should be done. And everyone's got to play by our rules, even though we're in the minority. It's like a, an attempt to, to frankly, get rid of democracy. And I know we don't yeah. live in a pure democracy, I mean, but. You know, someone was like, how is it that man, uh, Biden's president and you know, Democrats have the House and Senate, but it feels like the Republicans run everything. Well, you could say that the Supreme Court is one of the three branches of government. Oh, yeah. And that is completely, and, and it is run by Republicans and, or whatever, it's Republicans. Yeah. And they're there for life until one or two of them drops dead and you hope a Democrat is president when they, when they resign or die. Um, that they could fill, and that the, yeah. the the Senate is also the majority with Democrats. Republicans have already stated that they will never, ever. The, freaking, it, it, what's his face said? If eight, if, if Biden, let's say, okay, so yeah. the Republicans, if they take the House, for, if, they probably. It looks like they might take the House just based off of gerrymandering and districts changing. They're probably going to win the house just by that, or yeah. who knows? But it might not. The Senate is one that's a little more up for grabs, and basically McConnell said, even if Biden gets elected again, that he there'll be six years without a judge. He doesn't give a shit. They'll, yeah, they'll make sure there's no judge ever. Well, that's that's un- that's unacceptable. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. <sighs> that's unacceptable. You know, I mean, I just well, don't know. I know. Yeah. You and McConnell are, are wrong, sir. You well, violated the Hatch Act. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's funny you bring up January 6th because a lot of these Republican assholes are, and even some dipshit, like so called moderates, whatever. Yep. They're like, you shouldn't protest outside of these. Well, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck these people. You know what? No. These motherfuckers 
are going to affect everyone's life for decades. And if they can't handle uh, having protests outside their house for whatever month, two months, or fuck, yeah. forever, fucking deal with it. You know what? That's consequences of your action. Right. And you know what? That's called freedom of fucking speech. If none of these people, uh, if they don't, uh, not, it's peaceful out there. Republicans are trying to make comparisons to that to January 6th, which is yeah. absolutely insane because it's one. It is very different. Uh, no one's smearing shit on Kavanaugh's house. Right. No one's lighting it up. No one's attacking. Uh, no one's building a gallows out in front of his house. Yeah, no one's building a gallows. I mean, as far as I know, I didn't see the. Mm. You, none. Of, it's not. It's greatly exaggerated. There's just people out there and they're protesting. Uh, and uh, thankfully, we have a, a Democratic president right now because I guarantee you, if it was Trump in the White House, he would. Those people would have been gassed by yeah. now. It uh, is. They would have been arrested for sure. I know. I, a, they would have been their asses, their fucking heads caved in. Trump would have been tweeting right now, uh, you know, cave their heads in. Uh, like, well, they, read, this is the exact. And January 6th was about taking democracy. It wasn't about like, it, they didn't represent the majority. They didn't, re, they had no gr- real grievances. They just were mad that Trump didn't, wasn't going to be president. Yeah. Well, I, one of the ironies is that a lot of Republicans are demanding that a buffer zone be put around uh, the Supreme Court justices' homes, and you shouldn't be able to protest within a certain proximity. But the irony is that all those Supreme Court justices struck down buffer zones for places like Planned Parenthood and stuff. Yep. They yeah. said, no, there's no no need for a buffer zone. So I say just take them at their word and say like, look, whatever you've said is acceptable to, to do in front of a Planned Parenthood. That's what we're going to do in front of your home. Yeah. You know? And well, if, if you change your rules or whatever, then sure. But like, Hey, you've said you can bullhorns and graphic. How about us neighbor? Yeah. I think the one that supposedly <laughs> organized it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of funny. I it mean, is. Uh, you know what the funny thing too is like the other day on Twitter I was like Chevy Chase was trending and I was like what so Kavanaugh lives in Chevy Chase Maryland yes yeah and it's very weird I used to live in Gilbert Godfrey Boulevard (laughs) everyone talked like this (laughs) it was awful funny at first but after like an hour yeah yeah well i grew up in paul lind heights which was like a big... there you go <laughs> no that's not poland that's uh paul lind was the, the center square for a long time yeah no <laughs> yeah, i'm thinking of uh what's that guy's name he had glasses and he would go ow you're dressed like oh. a yeah, he's another gay comedian from the 70s charles, charles nelson riley yes yeah. <laughs> did you ever see uh, Alec Baldwin is Charles Nelson Riley in Actors Studio. With oh, yeah. That is possibly one of the fucking funniest skits ever. When you played King Lot in the Troll in Central Park, it, it was so. It's possibly one of the funniest skits ever. Yeah. It, yeah. I love that era of Hollywood, like the, the that whole. People famous just for being famous. Anyway, oh. I I say yeah, they, the people one hundred percent should be protesting in front of their their houses. It's, it's a weird thing because like abortion has been well, a it's been a right. My my daughter was born 
with that being a constitutional right. And now they are taking it. They're stripping that right from her. It's a right that's been around for 50 years. Yeah. Almost. There's like, like half the women alive have never known a time where that wasn't a right. It was around since 1973. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the stripping away of a constitutional right. And secondly... And if they're going to get rid of that, then at the beginning. Yeah. It's just getting started. It's a very unpopular move. Like, you cannot... I know it's a, it's a uh, not a cliche, but like an old maxim that like the government only governs with our consent. And that, that's true. Like, you really... The, the government only works when people agree to be governed. And that's what well, made January 6th so dangerous and everything. But that was like a very small minority was, of violent It freaks. was not a grassroots protest. It was no. sponsored and produced by... Jenny Thomas. Well, well, not just Jenny Thomas. I mean, it was, she the, was a key... The, the, well, it was the GOP. Yeah. Entire GOP and Trump. I mean, it, you can literally say it was a large percentage of the Republican Party. Yeah. Except for, like, the few that voted to confirm Biden. Well, it, 50% it's... of the, like, it wasn't, I mean, speaking of, though, of one of those really great Republicans, um, this is a tweet from No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. Oh. New, Marsha Blackburn, <laughs> uh, Republican yeah. senator from Tennessee, just yeah. said that peaceful demonstrators protesting against Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade should be arrested and forcefully hauled down to the police headquarters and booked for trying to change the outcome of a Supreme Court decision. Mm, nice classic. No irony yeah. there. <laughs> Fuck her. She's a piece of shit. Do you remember like a year or two ago, she was like on some like, this is when they were still not doing live sessions or whatever. Oh. Like, And she was talking to like the guy from Google and said that like, they were being, she was complaining about being censored or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, and they were like, ma'am, Google just aggregates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> he said the same thing. Like, he didn't like that. He made, he thought Google was like saying that whatever they were deciding something that made it yeah. bad. And it was like, no, Google, like, we literally we don't do that. We don't do that. Based on trends. Yeah. Sure, they have a little button. Well, it's, I think one of the things too, and, and this wasn't exactly what you're talking about, but I, I often see like Republicans get up there and say, you know, when you search climate change on Google, it says that it's caused by mankind. And Google's always like, look, that's just what all the scientists say. Like, that's how Google works. Well, we just, we show like, you the good data first. You know, we don't. <laughs> like, you, the idea that that argument still exists just shows you we're fucked. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Like, I look, I totally get Joe Manchet uh, because his state's economy is built on some sort of third age orc dwarven. No, uh, it's also that he's in the pocket. Well, he's yeah, but like money because of that. I, I get it. Like, I get why they would be so shitty about it, because like without coal mining, West Virginia, the only thing they have to offer the world is like black Rodney lung disease. Mountain Dew. Exactly. You know, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, so it's understandable. And my apologies to the people of West Virginia. Yeah. I just read this big, just 
read this big paper today on the West Virginian economy. And one of the biggest problems is that like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, black lung disease infected like 0.08% of the coal miners in, in, in West Virginia. And today it, it affects 5% of them. And this is like with tons of new technology and yeah, that's safety. Insane. Like, how is that? It shouldn't be that way. No. It should be the opposite. That was it. They were like, now we have like good ventilation systems and the EPA has done this and there's like better masks available and like blah, blah. Yet in West Virginia, inexplicably, the black lung rate of infection has gone up like fivefold. Speaking Get your of the, shit together, West Virginia. Like, West Virginia and its shitty Senator Joe Manchin, fake-ass Democrat Joe mm. Manchin, uh, they did a vote today yep. to what? Codify Roe? Or what was yeah, it, it It was basically to, to codify Roe or to make uh, reproductive health care a uh, federal uh, right or you know, enshrine in federal law. And every Republican voted against it and 49 out of 50 Democrats voted for it. And at the last minute, with literally the last vote, Joe Manchin um, voted with the Republicans. Uh, and, and had he voted- Kamala Harris from breaking it. And right. Breaking it. And yeah. it wouldn't have even made it law necessarily. It would have like moved it to debate. Um, now, I will say, I saw a pretty you good You didn't argument. want to see 20 minutes of Ted Cruz talk about uh, fetuses? Well, you should have. And like, that's, that's the interesting part. No, you should. Like, that's right. Make them they, fucking squirm. They all should have voted for it. If, if you're so proud about your, uh, your uh, opposition to abortion, these people always rush in front of a television camera. Why not vote for the debate? And then you can make your little speech. You know, they'll I mean, like, it. Oh. what was it? Uh, that piece of shit from Colorado. Uh, Bobert. Bobert. Uh, Goger. She said, like, uh, let me see if I can find her fucking brain dead tweet. Bobert. Uh, she is something. Life wins in the Senate. Life will win in America. And uh, I wrote, oh, so you, you support Medicare for all? No, she does not. <laughs> well, uh, like SNAP benefits and like educate sex education. Like, no. hey, listen, all these fake force birthers because they're not. I you, they need to. You got to stop calling them pro life. These motherfuckers yeah, yeah, yeah. are not pro life. I will. You can only call yourself pro life if you're against the death penalty, against uh, all wars, not just the war that you know. Right. Um. And you're for Medicare for all, you're, you're for child daycare, you're for prenatal care, you're for all the things involved that make sure that we don't People have get like to be alive. Highest, uh, death. What is it? We have like the highest uh, infant mortality death rate or some crazy. It's not the highest, but it's, it's much higher than other. Higher than it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, then I can, then we can have this conversation about how pro-life you really are. But in your old stance, is I don't like abortion because it kill you know because um, I'm pro life, but then you're pro death penalty, pro gun, pro uh, not giving a fuck about the environment, pro you know all these 
thing or anti everything too. Yeah. Then I don't believe you, and I'm not. There's no point in talking to you about it. You just, yeah. you know, you just want to control women's ears, uteruses, or something. Like it is, it is that simple. And and the weird, not the weird thing, but like, Kristen Cinema voted with the Democrats, which makes sense. I mean, that seems I'm like I'm not shocked be a, by that. Yeah, she. I I'm not shocked by that at all. No, she's pretty reliable uh, I, I would, in some ways. Well, people were uh, like, that would been that would just been insane. Like, if she voted against it, I mean. I'm surprised that, like, I guess I'm not surprised. I, I, I take that back. I'm not surprised, but I, I would have wondered more. I, I kind of wondered if maybe Murkowski or Collins would have voted with the, the Democrats here. They didn't. No, they didn't. Who cares? They didn't. Good job, Maine. Yeah. I don't know and, why you voted for this fucking witch, you know. And, but, like, Murkowski, I'm a little surprised. She, This is the kind of vote that you would see Murkowski siding with. The I don't understand you know? that either. I mean, she's always been kind of like a witch. But she voted for fucking Kavanaugh. She voted, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but, like, these two both voted for Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court. They could yeah. have been the ones that made sure he didn't get in. But you know who also voted for Kavanaugh? Joe Manchin. Yeah, yeah. I'm not shocked by those three. Well, the people who confirmed Kavanaugh basically stated, because when Kavanaugh got in, it was the already end of Roe v. Wade. Like, Amy Coney Barrett was just the complete knockout punch. Yeah, yeah, that was... It always was really a 5-4 court. Joe uh, Kennedy just kind of swung a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He was mostly a right-winger. I mean, he confirmed George W. Bush in 2000. Uh, White House is a really good job. Senator White House, Washington, he's on the committee when it comes to, like, the judges and everything. And he's been posting stuff about, like, you know, the Roberts Court. And they're basically just like a rubber stamp for corporations. And what's-his-face was, too? Like, Kennedy just, like, it was like 10, it was like 15% where he would, you know, issues like abortion. Yeah. They would be protected because uh, you had a judge like Kennedy in there. But he was mostly a right-winger. Kavanaugh came in and took Kennedy's place. It already was a 5-4 court. It was already threatened from that day. So when Collins and Murkowski and Manchin voted for Kavanaugh, knowing that it would be a 5-4 court and that this could open the door to that, to abortion rights being taken away, that you were essentially voting to get rid of. Yeah. You were were, uh, doing that. And um, so I'm not shocked by it. It's more of the same. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know where this will go. I mean, I know, I know that the Supreme Court is going to knock down Roe versus Wade. And you know what? I I feel like they're going to do something. uh, I just cannot believe that they will just outright do it. I think that like this has been such a huge carrot for the Republican Party for like decades and. To just blow their load like this, just like to me, I mean, I don't know, or maybe it'd be like, hey, we got, they could use that run and be like, hey, we did that. Now we're going to, you know, who knows what else we should do with the court. We're going to get rid of gay marriage. We're going to make sure trans people don't exist. We're going to privatize schools. We're going to get rid of Obamacare. It it is is interesting. Like they will either change their mind. And if they do, they will enrage the MAGA chubs. 
that this will this will push them over the edge and they will abandon the Republican Party and no, they won't. They I, never I, abandon the Republican Party. I don't believe that. They never do. They're so full of shit. They never do. Uh the Republican Party stands the best chance to deliver on what they want. And what they want is like, Yeah, maybe not abandon the Republican Party, but they will abandon the old the Republican Party will change dramatically. I mean, how is it not? Howard Stern, I mean, they've been terrible since, like, I don't know. They've been terrible since I was a kid. I don't know where the fuck people have this illusion that uh, Republicans, I mean, yes, there are some sane Republicans. They yeah, sure. exist, but they've always been nuts. Jesse Helms? I mean, Trent Lott? Mm, These are horrible true. people. What's that other guy's name? The one who lived for, like, a thousand years? The Crip Keeper guy? Uh, oh. That fucking uh that literal like guy was literally yeah. called segregation. God, what was his name? I'm now I'm thinking Jesse Helms, but uh, now strong giving shit to Biden because of this strong Thurman. Yeah, strong Thurman. Um, like these people were always horrible, but mm. Howard Stern, like again, these like headlines can be deceiving. It's like the NFT headline where it's like. Did it did sell hundred? No, he accidentally sold it. Sure. it. Doesn't make it better. But this headline: Howard Stern misses old school Republicans where they didn't want to invade your private life. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? They well, that is they've been like invading private lives for like decades. I mean, that, yeah, that's a little weird because Howard Stern's a little weird. But I would say that um, for a lot of middle class like uh white republicans they probably felt that way you know that the old school republicans yeah but they they don't have anything to worry about i know that's what i'm that's what they're saying republicans still then they're on board but i mean like howard stern's a guy who like had issues with the fcc for decades most of the time it throughout his years there was a lot of it was during the republican years and stuff like what is he talking about yeah that is weird like either howard stern is losing his memory or he's trying to make a weak point yeah, he used to he used to fight against the FEC all the time. Yeah. That was a big I deal. Said, Stern must have forgot who Jerry Falwell was. Yeah. Like Jerry Falwell was an extension of the Republican Party. Let's not pretend he was. Yeah. Um, someone uh over like he really forgot about the Patriot Act. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, I read since I've been able to retain memories over 40 years now, I have known, known <laughs> Republicans to try and invade everyone's lives from their Family values, BS, attack on trans people being against gay marriage and their anti-women's health beliefs. And there's one person wrote, I remember them invading little kids' body with bullets. That's yeah, it. right. Like, I mean, this one person wrote, I just want a huge tax cut. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that from people, like more wealthy people who claim, you know, they're like, oh, you know, if the Republicans did do this, this, and this, I'd be one. Yeah. And they're just like some social issues. That's it. Well, unfortunately, that's those social I, issues are real big. And some yeah, of the social I issues in the end. I think that's why you see a lot of people who sometimes become Republican when they're older is because they 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 didn't have like strong labor beliefs so strong like it was more just like beliefs like abortion or gay marriage, yeah. something like that. And then they're just like, eh, I don't care anymore. I'm like 70 and I want yeah, to. Yeah, it's easy not to care. <laughs> What? 
it's easy not to care once you hit a certain age. Yeah, you, you don't know? care, and you already agreed with them like eighty-five percent of the way anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I I do know that most that, that there's two there's two like basically competing models of thought, and that and that one is that you know we live in this society and we all got to chip in to provide for the society and other people completely reject it like there's some sort of weird cave people you know well, they, they want to about this you're you especially in a majority of the country unless you're like in a city or whatever you drive in car by yourself yeah. you are like you don't have you're not in a you're not on a bus really you're not on a train like you but all these all these deadbeats that don't want to pay their taxes and they don't want to do this. They're all deadbeat free riders because they're talking this bullshit on government subsidized internet. They drive on roads that I pay for and you pay for. They they take yeah exactly. I it's mean, like they, someone was like they're just deadbeats. They don't want to pay their fair share. Someone was like some ass kisser to like Elon Musk on Twitter was like saying all this stuff and this one guy pointed out a thing and said, "Yeah, I like Elon, but you know." You have to recognize the fact that Elon benefits from all the roads that were provided yeah. by the government, uh, NASA for basically, yeah, you know, and, and, like all these other things he listed. And it was just like that person like woo, blew over their head. GPS. The government runs GPS. Everyone uses it. You know, you can't they're exist. They're tracking you, man. I wonder yeah. if any of those Magachuds use uh, maps on their phone yeah. because they, they shouldn't. You can't exist in the modern world without, re- like, frankly, requiring. It, I mean, unless you're the fucking Unabomber, then you need the infrastructure. So I got of the life. iPhone 13 recently, right? And yeah. well, my eight had the finger thing. Right, right. Now it's facial recognition. Yes. Which I would say, which is worse. Yeah, right. Probably the facial recognition. Um, even though it's funny, it doesn't recognize me when I wear a face mask in the stores and stuff. I was yeah, you can passcode. You yeah, you can make it so that you can use your passcode in those situations. Yeah, I just saying though, it's like it's just funny, like all these dumbasses. Remember, like I just remember that year, especially during the Obama years. You hear all these Magachut, pre-Magachut morons say things like, "They're gonna put us in FEMA camps, and they're gonna like, <laughs> they can use a national ID card." It's like, dude, if you have a phone, you're already you're done, dude. Yeah. Who cares? National ID card gives a shit. I'll tell you, in China, they've started this AI program uh, where you're, they do a facial recognition when you walk into a store or whatever, and you just take what you want and you leave, and it bills you for it. Based That's on what that. Amazon's trying to do. Amazon yeah. has, like, test stores in the United States. It's crazy. I mean, I don't, it's, I'm uh, not a fan of that. They, um, they said that that is that the problem with that, too, is the facial recognition in this country it's is spotty. apparently racist. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, it is it is kind of weird. Why did we use Strom Thurmond as its AI engine? <laughs> <laughs> I guess since we, we brought him up, this would be kind of a good, good spot to shift into Elon Musk. Um, uh, uh, the, the hero and creator of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I've Musk. heard. Oh, <laughs> the universe. That's my favorite Queen song. That's yeah, my favorite. It's crazy, they wrote that. Um, he actually invented the band Queen. Do you know that? 
<laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, he invented the band Queen. Oh my god. So that was like no, but like the joke is like everyone like makes it like he invents all these things and they said that he'll buy Twitter then claim that he invented, invented it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Elon Musk, I, I I've been hearing that his bid to buy Twitter may be in trouble. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's it's a yeah, that, that story so seems off. to change like every day. It does, but the but it's a pretty persistent story that um, some weird stuff is happening. First of all, um, his stock, the, the Tesla stock, is tanking. And even it more, been, right? It's consistently yeah. gone down for weeks now. Right, and Twitter stock is tanking too, to some degree. You know, and he's lined up all this money to to borrow to purchase Twitter based on all these other assumptions, which are no longer these assumptions. And so a lot of people are saying that Elon Musk may walk away from the Twitter deal. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen or not. Um, I do know that if Elon Musk takes control of Twitter and starts making a bunch of changes, all his changes sound terrible. They all sound like really bad ideas. Charge people for it, charge for quoting. No one's gonna use it. No yeah. one gives a shit. I mean, he he thinks that like he made sound like like you know news organizations are the ones gonna have to pay or like guess what they're not going to because yeah. what's gonna happen is is that see this is what's gonna happen with Twitter for me I'm not gonna make some huge declaration yeah. to make a deal and say I'm not using Twitter anymore. What's gonna happen to me is I'm just not gonna go on it as much as I used to yeah. because I'm gonna lose interest in it. Well, that's it. Like yeah. I'm just going to, like, I might, like, not post my opinion anymore in there and literally just put links for my stores and right. post my art, and that's it, and use it as literally just another place for some eyes to see my work. I will not, like, I, but I won't actively use it anymore because it just, I will probably get turned off because, especially if, like, Trump's back on there yeah, yeah. and, like, he allows people to dead name trans people and dead right. and just post like false information about help. Fuck this. Then it's just Gab and I'm not going on Gab. Gab right, says, that's the thing. Like, I think too, if he makes a lot of changes or if he makes any substantial changes, it's real likely that someone, I mean, look, Twitter's not like, clearly Trump just cloned Twitter and called it Truth Social. You could easily see a couple former Twitter people getting together and say, you know what, we're going to make a new Twitter. It's going to be free. It's going to be the original Twitter, but with like an edit button, you know, and people will go there. You know, Twitter's not like Facebook where you have like a ton of your own photos and stuff on it. And people would easily move to, to a new platform. I I, I don't, I'm not, you could, you don't have to be on Facebook either. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you don't have to be on any of these fucking platforms. They just, you know, the, you know, the problem is like the thing with Instagram. I remember years ago, I'd get constantly hit up by, this is like, this is funny. This was like the pre-NFT scheme. Like this was the beginning of it where it was like all these like different type of Instagram clones, like Vero and Ello and like Mines, like all these other ones. And they all like had weird gimmicks and stuff. Ello to me could have been the best one because that one was truly like a free, it was like Instagram, but you could put a link and it was like, it, it was truly like a free app and it just didn't, didn't blow up. It's right. unfortunate. But the market, it, it didn't matter because the consumer was on Instagram. Yeah. Consumers though are starting to shift towards TikTok. 
So True. Instagram's really pushing stories, really pushing reels, 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 big. TikTok. Um, they have, they know that most people maybe are not even looking at their feed anymore on Instagram. They're looking at the reels because that people like TikTok. So they yeah. have to try to modify it. Twitter tried doing that with, they had that weird story. Oh yeah. Thing. Yeah. You no, know, people were like, this is stupid. Like, I don't. What were they called? Instances or something? Or... I don't even remember. Yeah. Flights or something like weird. that. Yeah. And it, I don't even know if they still do them or not. I did it like once and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, it's all about where the consumer is. Yeah, true. So if Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter and let a bunch of uh, horrible Nazis back on, Trump back on, uh, make it an uh, unsafe place uh, that it already is kind of shitty and make it worse, people are not going to use it. It's not a fucking – it's just a platform. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't run the economy. Like, it has a lot of effect on our on, – it could have a lot of effect on things. Because the conversations on there, mm-hmm. people, you have instant reaction sure. from people. Like Roseanne Barr was fired from her show because of a tweet. Yeah, that's how quick it happened. She she made a racist tweet in the morning, and then by the afternoon, the show was canceled, or at least yeah. the show with her in it was canceled. Uh, it has a lot of effect in that way, but you know, if you make it suck, people right. are going to use it. I mean, you'll see a lot of chuds. Use it in the beginning because they'll think they won something, mm-hmm. but then they'll get bored. Yeah, about something I, else. I saw this thing today um, that was talking about like the different effects Twitter's had over the years, and it has. I mean, it's it's done some really good things. It's done some really bad things. But if Elon Musk turns it into what he has proposed turning it into, I think it'll just die on the vine, just for the I'll reasons you've said. It. It'll it'll yeah. it'll suck. He wrote, he tweeted the other day, like three days ago, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. That's weird. That's a weird thing to write. Here's another tweet that I feel like uh, didn't get enough attention. I wonder if it's still there. He made like weird Soros. Yeah. Uh, he went on like a road. He was like bad mouthing Bill Gates. And then he, I mean, it was just like such a weird thing. Like, yeah, interesting. Is- I wonder, it was on 5-4. Interesting. I wonder if those funding these organizations are fully aware of what the organizations are doing. Soros, Clinton, Obama, staffers, and your gov is anti-Musk letter. I mean, like, that's feeding right into those fucking people. That's That's red meat for these people. It's so weird that this guy, like, is supposed to be, like, he should be above all this shit. He should. Yeah. It's really odd. It just, I think it just shows he's more of a grifter than really a so-called savior well, humanity because that's not a normal thing he's just one of those guys that was born wealthy and has been surrounded by people telling him how smart he is all his life and uh, it's, it's it's frustrating anyway i i don't know if he will wind up buying twitter i'm less i i do think he'll still do it like if in my head it's 60 40 with him purchasing it but um I used to think it was a done deal, and I don't think that anymore. Well, it seems like, I mean, it, you know, if his stock keeps going down and most of his money isn't based on the value yeah. of his stocks, he's not I, – I don't know. I think the whole thing has been a huge uh, vacuum suck. A lot yeah. of, it, it, I think in the end of the day, all benefits him. 
if he gets it or he doesn't get it. I think it's that's like, true. I do agree with that. I don't feel like I don't know. Like this is the guy. Like I don't like Bill Maher anymore. I think he's like totally turned to shit. But he had one really good point. This was last year. It's probably the last good thing he said. Uh, and this was probably before he fully became a MAGA chud because he's pretty much one now. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see like a courtroom now, I'm like, oh my god, he's literally just repeating like hero yeah. shit. Um, but he made a really solid point. He probably got a memo after and said, "You're not allowed to say that." Anymore. <laughs> um, he said, "Like, what the hell is Musk doing?" Like, he saw Musk was pushing NFTs and crypto, and he's like, "You're supposed to be the green energy guy. You're right, supposed to yeah. be like if you're." Supposed to be the guy that's like making sure people are using these renewable energy, using electric cars, mm-hmm. uh, reducing carbon footprint, getting us off fossil fuels. You should not be pushing right. crypto and NFTs. They just those two don't mix. And I thought that was like a really good point. I don't, and then it got lost or whatever. But it was probably the last good point he ever mm-hmm. said. It's true. One hundred percent right. He was just like. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, you, hmm. you can't be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't. That, oh, and the last thing to say about it, like the other day when he said he'd bring Trump back because he yeah. feels like what did he say? Some bullshit. Like he feels like uh, a huge portion of the population they're like they're not being treated fairly because you know he's not on there. It's like. Well, he said basically, like, people clearly want to hear what Trump has to say, so we should let him say it. But, like, I don't know. What does he have to say? Yeah. You know, if Trump was on Twitter, what would he do? Literally the whole time. Well. He would just start the 2020 election. Yeah. There's an argument to be made, and I read an article about this today, that there are some Democrats that secretly really want Trump back on Twitter. Because the more Trump talks, the more of a shithead he sounds like. He's yeah, but I think it works in his favor. I don't think it works against him. I don't. Yeah. I look. I think that the the people. If you are, have worms in your brain, true. it ain't gonna. You're not gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe Trump said that. No, you'll just say, oh, you just don't like his mean tweets. But he's yeah. saving the economy. Like these people are brain dead. Like oh. all the and right wing media, like can just invent anything someone brought up a good point and said i I don't i think it was a conversation i tweeted something and this guy was kind of having a back and forth with you and something oh yeah uh like with us joe manchin's a piece of shit he's done more damage to democratic party and progressive movements than any republican wish they could which is 100 true yeah and this guy barf cake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> weird garfield as an icon yeah. dad's gonna play this game where they don't can't do shit because the dixiecrats i mean he's right but unfortunately he's also wrong because joe manchin's there now if you want to like have this secret cabal where joe biden's like yes we will get rid of abortion <laughs> i will use joe manchin as the as the bad guy i mean yeah that's just like a little too much and and then he he wrote something interesting. He said, uh, oh, that's it. You were talking about, like, in Florida. Oh, you said that. I'm going to do this in a Joe voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great text. I used to teach fractured rhetoric <laughs> at public school in Florida. Yeah. No, it's that's like, exactly. It's like you're hearing a recording of yourself, right? Yeah. 
right. He's added, we used this as a reading. I'm pretty sure <laughs> reading it 200 yards from a school now is illegal. <laughs> and that guy wrote, I have witnessed state history lesson plans on racism taught in Alabama public schools for at least two decades without objection, suddenly becoming divisive. First yeah. of all, this common core, you know, he's just bringing up these points. And I said, I wrote him, I said, you know, uh, it's amazing how effective right-wing GOP media really is. They can make anything into a problem. Yeah, it is weird. I, Barf Cake does bring up a really good point. These things have been... Barf Cake. <laughs> I think Barf Cake really makes a solid point here. Well, he's right. Like, they, these things have been taught for years and years, and no one gave it a second. They weren't controversial at all. Let me, uh, I have a, this is a really good take from turd in my butt. (laughs) Seven, three. Yes. Stuff, butt 26. Uh, He he is bringing up a solid point. I mean, but that's what just shows you the right wing media can just gin up people and make, they just make up shit. So no, they're not going to be like, no one. They're not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe Trump said this. No, because they'll just put on something and then eventually or they'll get an email or whatever. And I'll just they'll be on to the next fake controversy. Yeah. I mean, they were able to, like, create this thing where Dr. Seuss stopped putting out a book because they didn't want to produce it anymore and turned it into a they are taking the cat in the hat away from you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bunch the- of, like, real, real uh it is a bunch of people who are who don't have critical thinking skills. Let's say, I mean, like with a lot of them, like with a lot of the stuff that the MAGA chuds come out and say, like, part of me is just like, think, think about what you're saying. Does it make sense that Hillary Clinton would be running a child trafficking ring out of a pizza restaurant? Does that that has uh, no basement to begin with? Do, yeah, just think about that. Like, like you can think terrible things about Hillary Clinton, but like. Does that particular charge make any sense, or does it? You know, yeah, that's why it, I always like the issue with conspiracies. Like that's why I can't stand them anymore because they are ruined. Like they used yeah. to always have, they used to always have just something there that, based on historical, yep. like there, there was always something there to ground them. Right. But these are just insane. Yeah, so all, all, they're just insane. None of them have any. They're just old, tired, racist, anti-Semitic, and right. uh, anti-homo and homophobic uh, bullshit that they've been pushing for centuries now. Yeah, and it's I like, and you've brought this up before. I mean, a lot of this is like it feels new, but I guess it's not terribly new. There's like the Satanic Panic and the yeah, just uh, PMRC. A name. Yeah, I mean, I remember like when I was in high school, adults having serious conversations that maybe Ozzy Osbourne was recording backwards messages to try to kill children. Like, or maybe he was just trying to sell records and live in a mansion and be really rich and yeah. live a good life. Maybe he was just snorting ants and urine. Like maybe he was... Yeah, snorting ants and urine in the dirt. Yeah, Maybe so... he was just busy doing that. You think a man who does that is like, hold on a second. Let me just snort this ants and urine. I have a great idea. It just, I mean, like, it never made any sense. And before that, the the people would talk seriously about how maybe, like, that Hollywood comedians were communists trying to infiltrate America or that there were, 
you know, um, like Soviet agents working for. Uh, it's just, just like a lot of this shit just it's is just, weird. It's you know? just baseless bullshit. My favorite though, this is the this is the best thing too because we're talking about how right when you can just contrive something and make yeah. anything up and make it. And you know, it's like it, it makes. I hate that like we have to react to it. Yeah, and we should just be like, nah, that's not true, and then talk about real things. It's like laughable, yeah. It's like ridiculous, and that's how you get sucked in because it is laughable, and you can make funny jokes about it, and it, but it ends up being a huge distraction. Like I've seen like some of these right wing actor actors and stuff like they would post these like you see those stupid gray NPC images. Yeah, yeah. They use them to like attack people progressives like mm-hmm. we're the npcs we just say right. whatever's the thing because but the true rebels are the conservatives and it's really funny because they'll post like uh, a meme and it'll be like the gray npc character and he has a chip in the back of his brain that says like whatever the new thing is yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I, saw, I saw a couple of those today and i'm like that is literally you guys like that is like everything is always a uh a, projection. a deflection Yep. Uh, or what they say too? I, I love that one meme again. It has Crowder in it. I hate that guy, but it's like that when we're sitting at the table and it says on the on the table. Oh yeah, yeah. Says, like everything is is a all Republican things are really just a uh, what they call confession it? or something. Confession, yeah. Like if they're if they're anti if they're homophobic, there's probably yeah. a chance. There. Every, every accusation is a confession. Yeah. yeah. It's it's something I don't know. Um, it is, it is again, it's that, that weird sort of post-truth um, moment. I guess this is like, like an awkward situation, but I guess it's kind of an interesting one. What do you make of the theory that Vladimir Putin has like stage four bowel cancer and is about to die? Have you heard I don't this? Believe until he's dead. Yeah. I, I think he's rich and famous, rich and powerful enough that he'll come out ahead, even though. This man has been known for poisoning his uh, political rivals. Yep. For having a poison. I don't think he's the actual one. Yeah, I don't think he does it himself. No, I don't think so. I think he has guys that do that for him. Yeah, as a poison guy. Gotta get this cat out of here. Oh, geez. Rick's shit. Amazing. I, 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 think in the previous episode, I talked about this episode of the cat. Like would break in our room and just like man, yeah, up, sit on my wife's head and like, just like, cat's got well, issues. This he's just an asshole. But I would like make sure to try to close the door. He somehow just break in. I don't know. I threw him in the bathroom. <laughs> like only for a couple hours. I threw him in the bathroom, closed the yeah. door. How'd it um, go? He never came back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Someone's like, that's abuse. You know what? Cat not letting me sleep for weeks. Yeah, that's abuse. A cat sitting in a bathroom for a few hours is not abusive. And I'm a I'm a big animal person. That's it's a nice bathroom. It's roomy. Yeah. You can walk around and yeah. do stuff, and he, maybe he'll chill him out for a bit. <laughs> and not sit on my wife's head in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of these photographs. <laughs> like, I got um, a call from, like, I don't know. ASPCA. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of these photographs of, of Putin where they're talking about it, and dude looks, like, visibly sick. Now, I, I know a lot of them say, like, uh, 
you know, he's had injuries in the past and, you know, I mean, people well, riding those horses shirtless can uh, yeah. cause all kinds of damage. You know? Back when he was uh, transformed from a centaur into a full human and full horse, uh, it was, uh, it, it is. It, there was, was a sick. weird video of him like a week or two ago where they showed him and like, like being interviewed and he was like holding his hands on the chair. Yeah. Really yeah, hard. I saw that trying to keep himself still and they said that like he must be suffering from parkinson's i saw that yeah but then there was some other picture of him recently and he's all puffy yeah someone yeah. said they worked like they worked in like an oncology ward i think i read yeah, that they, same no, that's like that's not a sign of someone that's gonna be alive like six months to a year from now yeah. person, she molly heckler she wrote like i thought he was just using filler <laughs> I don't know. I I 100% believe that. Like, if you do something for a long time, like if you're a doctor or if you're, you can tell. Like, I I worked in mental health for like years and years, probably a dozen or so years, and I can and look. Who knows if I'm right or not? Maybe maybe I'm just fooling myself. But like, I can often look at someone and kind of quickly tell that they might be schizophrenic. You know, I, I can like just look at them doesn't take long and i'm like well, I, I look schizophrenic you don't look schizophrenic what does um, it look like uh it's, it's hard to explain but there's like, they revert from like an englishman to a, like a cabbie to no, like a mercenary it, it would depend too on if they're on medication if they're on medication it's usually pretty easy to tell because they so they used to treat it with haldol which is like a pretty pretty significant drug and they uh get this like thousand yard stare and they kind of shuffle around and uh, but like even if someone is like in a psychotic state or whatever and schizophrenic you can just tell like the way the, their eyes start to round and like the the way their face kind of contorts slightly i mean i i know this is like stereo i feel like we we're talking about it but like you can just tell like if you've worked in that field so when, when an oncologist is I woke like, up today with a bad case of schizo face <laughs> well, when, <laughs> when a uh oncologist says no i know that look it's they, they have cancer or whatever part of me is like i'll bet you they know what they're talking about maybe or maybe maybe or maybe not you know but like i mean rings the guy's not young he's 69 years old first mm -hmm. of all i mean that's not you know he couldn't theory live like another 20 years no yeah, problem sure. but he's also not young 69 right. is not you're not in your prime of your life at the age of no 69. and i don't know what the average lifespan in russia is but like it, i don't think it's like exceptionally long i but um, this isn't a regular person this man's like a billionaire lives in a true, castle. come on don't tell me his blood type isn't smeared off or something yakko smeared off what a blood lot what a <laughs> In my bloodstream, bloodstream bleeds on you. In my bloodstream, hemoglobin is. Oh, okay. You know, it's hard to do on the spot. It is. When I don't know a lot about blood. True, 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 true. But, okay, in, right. in, in my bloodstream, type A. When you're a type B, <laughs> what a bloodstream. <laughs> well, 
I I know that he he looks ill, and I also agree with you that like, look, he's very wealthy and powerful, and if there's an all the way to yeah, he's not like some him. Russian living in right. Siberia, or like uh, you know, he's not going very... to like Boris's discount phlebotomy, you know, to get a lot of his work done. <laughs> yeah. like, he's not wait, well, he's not waiting on that toilet paper line that we were right. told about. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It is it is kind of weird. It's it's uh that whole thing is just strange. The whole um well, I'm sure someone terrible will just take his place anyway. Yeah. It's just, I don't it's know. Like Starscream, Megatron. Yeah. You almost want Megatron to stay in power. <laughs> right. It, it's like going back to Ozark. It's like the same thing. You Omar and that other dude that Ruth kills. Right. You, you would have been Omar, Omar in power, not that guy. That guy's nuts, yeah. you know. I don't know. Russia's weird. Like I can see Russia going more Western, you know, like like they just wear like uh no, but like a, <laughs> like like if if Putin leaves, I could see like I could see them. I could see reform happening or something, you know, like like what's his face in uh, Saudi Arabia? What's his name? MBS or that guy's Oh name yeah, is, yeah. Like he's trying to make Saudi Arabia more progressive. Look. Women can look at a car now without having their eyes burned out of their socket. Check out these ankles. Uh, yes. It is weird. I don't know. I oh, mean, like, the dog's farting in here. <laughs> it's not me. There is a. There is always this kind of trend towards liberalization, you know. And, and uh, oh, up. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know where that all goes. But I, I do mean, know. I don't think. Sick. I mean. Yeah. I don't think if he would have dropped dead, I mean, like, you think, like, all of a sudden the Ukraine thing would stop? No, but it might. I mean, like, it's hard to explain. Like, some of the stuff is real hard to explain. I remember when, like, the, the Soviet Union fell and all those, those countries in the Velvet Revolution kind of became uh, Americanized, you know, like Poland and, and all those Balkan states or whatever. Um, that happened so quickly and without, like, a ton of notice. You know, the Berlin Wall came down, and the next thing you know, like Lou Reed is playing with a poet they elected. Well, what's his face was on top of the, the wall. Remember that, David Hasselhoff? Oh yeah. And we yeah. were like, everyone in America was like, "What? Why is yeah. David Hasselhoff on the wall with a rhinestone jacket?" And then you found out that he was like a huge pop star in Europe. Yeah. And Norm Macdonald always made that joke yeah, about David Hasselhoff being huge in Germany or something. Yeah, that was great. Like, but it was like the weirdest thing. It was like, I just remember being like, why is Knight Rider singing on the Berlin Wall? Yeah. And then I realized like he was like for years a huge pop star. He had that great album, Don't Hassle the Hoff. That was a good Did one. He really? Or is that yeah, just a, that's an actual album title, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one more Russian thing. Uh, Tulsi uh, speaking of Russians, tried, Russian to sue, assets. tried to sue uh, Hillary Clinton. Okay, so the Okay, so recently Tulsi Gabbard was on uh, Tucker Carlson. Let me yeah. find, see if I can find this. Tweet. Like lots of yeah. Democrats. What? Like lots of Democrats. Yeah, this is like Tucker. I mean, at this point, anyone with brain cell knows that she's like. A right-wing grifter because yeah, yeah. there's no denying it anymore especially after the the whole ukraine thing just like that, that was, was yeah that was mask that was a total mask off moment you know it was like, yeah 
Let me see if I can find this video. I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. Well, she she tried to sue Hillary Clinton. Well, this because... is not the, the video. Oh, I'm trying okay. to, uh, I don't know. She was just defending. She was basically attacking the Ukraine in the video. And, oh, oh, here yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I found it. I found it. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to play it real quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very beginning said, hold on. I apologize for Tucker Carlson's voice. I think you've been vindicated, Congresswoman, tonight. Yeah, Tucker, you know, the Biden administration's policies, words, and actions, um, it, it's just been made very clear to us what their real goal is. And their real goal is destruction of the Russian state. Uh, we heard just a few days ago how Secretary of Defense Austin kind of spilled the beans on what our real mission and goal is when he said, and I quote, we want to see Russia weakened to the degree it cannot do the kinds of things it's done in invading Ukraine. And so what that means is total destruction of the Russian state. What he's not telling the American people is that Russia has also made it very clear that if we even get close to quote unquote winning in achieving this mission and goal he's outlined, Russia said, said very clearly uh, they will have no other option than to resort to the use of nuclear weapons, starting first with tactical nuclear weapons and if necessary, escalating to the use of strategic nuclear weapons. This is not fear-mongering to point this out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's weird. What a weird, what a weird mouthpiece. She's like the the mouth of Sauron in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like that's not normal messaging. That no. was like she was like literally threatening the United States. And I don't know, it's just odd. Isn't it weird? As a Fox News viewer, you have to be like really confused over the years. You were always told. Russia yeah. is evil and they're this bad country. And now all of a sudden, the past like four or five years, it's been a complete flip. And they're having people like Huron that's advocating for uh Putin and everything. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, and it's also making it what's distorting about that is it's ignoring the fact that Russia invaded a country. Right. Yeah. He's like trying to victimize Russia. Yeah, it is crazy. He's victimizing them. Like, yeah. Like, they had no choice but to invade Ukraine. It's the most, it's just crazy. So, when I said, we don't call Tulsi a Russian asset, nothing. And uh, I saw people talking about it, and one person brought up a good point. So, years ago, during the election, her bullshit run for presidency, mm. which was awful and a waste of time and just a grift. She st- said something about Hillary Clinton. She, you know, she was attacking Clinton, and Clinton basically came out and said that she was a Russian asset. Yeah, yeah. And Tulsi got all mad and sp- and sued Hillary Clinton. Right. Or said she was going to. And then it ended very quickly because what happens? When you sue somebody, you have to go through lawsuit. discovery. And what happens with discovery? The opposing side's attorney gets to ask you questions under oath, and if you refuse to answer some of them, um, then your suit can not go forward. So if Tulsi goes through discovery and Clinton's attorney is like, "Who you, who in Russia do you talk to?" She'd have to answer that or put her case at risk. So she quickly dropped her her case. Of course, the whole thing was a grift anyway. Yep. Not, she was already like a favorite of the right. 
YouTube, the right wing on like YouTube stratosphere, you know, all that shit. She was like a favorite already. And uh, so to say you're going to, you know, sue Hillary Clinton, it's a grift to say that. I'm sure she got some extra donations from doing that. But the reality is, like you said, it would have went discovery and it would have been like, well, yeah, you are. (laughs) Or like you said, she would have had to just dropped it, right? Because yeah. she, she like wouldn't answer the questions. Well, yeah, because the, the at discovery that's often when you when you're trying to figure out if the suit can go forward, and if you won't answer any questions, then like maybe you shouldn't get to sue the person. You know, like if someone if I wanted to sue you and the your attorney's like, well, why do you want to sue Rob? And I was like, well, he knows he knows why. That's not he a good knows. answer. You know, like it doesn't work. <laughs> They'd be like, and what if they're like, oh yeah, I know. Right. I'm <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You need to get a better lawyer because you, yeah, you should be able to dodge that bullet. You should <laughs> that should be an easy one. Yeah, that's a softball. Why um, did I get a lawyer named Lionel Hutz? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's uh that that is kind of like a fun anecdote about Russia and Tulsi, which are anecdotes that often go well together. I just, I mean, at this point, she's just Fox News trash at this point. I mean, she, no one, I'm glad that, I mean, I'm sure there's still some dipshits that will try to sell her as a progressive. Yeah. That's fine. They can. But I feel like that conversation, like, whatever validity she has is done. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, Yeah. Well, the the last item on our list was Greg Abbott in the schools. And, um, uh, Greg Abbott is, he's in the middle of a, a you're governor. Of, yeah. Yeah. You're a governor. Well, I, I am so happy. I don't have to say that. <laughs> he, but I, I don't have to say he's my governor. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he has just said a whole bunch of things lately. Uh, and a lot of this is post, um, Supreme court leak about the decision regarding putting some of these things back in the state's ballpark. He said, one of the first things he said is he wanted to uh, refuse a public education to any uh, immigrant children, uh, non-citizen uh, children. And I, 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 it's, I, mentioned, I wanted to mention this last week. There is a weirdness to that. Like, A, he, he's wrong and he can't do that because- Yeah, United, well, that, that's one. In the United States, any kid, doesn't say citizen, any child has the right to a free and appropriate public education, period. See, this is why the right wing hates public education. Yeah. Because the difference between public schools, a charter school and a private school, do not have to guarantee you education right. at all. Right. They can pick and choose. That's why like a lot of people say charter schools do better than public schools. Yeah, they don't have to accept low-performing students. Yeah. They also don't have to uh, accommodate kids with disabilities. Right. Yes, they don't. Public schools do. So and that's, a, that's a thing that the right wing and the anti-education uh, people either, I don't know if they're aware of it, but if you have a kid with a, a severe disability, yeah, I mean, unless you're rich, you don't give a shit because you send that kid to a private school, whatever, that will accommodate. But if you're not, you should not vote Republican no. because- the the public well, school is your best chance of having your disabled child having any kind of education at all. Here's here's 
here's where I think that's a winning message, even though A, he can't do it legally, and B, it's horrible morally and ethically. However, I've worked in places before where here's the situation. Let's say there is a citrus farm and they need a lot of kids. They need a lot of people to pick the citrus and they don't want to pay them much. So they hire a bunch of uh, undocumented workers and all those undocumented workers move into this town with their kids and they rent mobile housing on the citrus plantation and they work for peanuts, uh, but they brought in a whole bunch of kids. Now the town in which that citrus farm is located only has a few residents and they have a public school. And now all of a sudden the public school, which has been propped up by about a hundred households now has like a thousand kids to, to school and educate. And the citrus farm ain't paying dick. That's a problem with a lot of school districts. All of a sudden you have a tax base that's very small and you have an explosion in kids to educate, what do you do? You, you gotta build new schools, you gotta hire more teachers, you gotta, it's really, it wrecks a lot of communities. And when they hear from Abbott or DeSantis or whatever, that all of a sudden they don't have to educate those kids, they're like, my property taxes will go down like 80% if I don't have to keep building new schools to essentially subsidize the citrus plantations workforce. I get that, I mean, it's, you gotta, you can't think that way. That's not the right way to think. That's not the real problem. You're just addressing a symptom. But like, there is something there that really resonates with with some people, some places. Well, I guess that's the price for citrus. Well, I mean, the real answer is you fucking tax the citrus farm. Yeah, that's the real answer. You know, I mean, like, or if you're adamant that you don't want to have them hire undocumented workers, then maybe document them. Make them citizens. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Then problem solved. Now, I mean, like, there's a lot of ways to fix it, but the easy way that Chuds always prefer is like racism. racism. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's one thing Greg Abbott is trying to do. Another thing he's trying to do is to like do the vouch school vouchers thing again. And, well, he's and, trying. He, he's isn't this like the first time ever that a governor is just like straight out was like, I want to take public funding and put it in private schools. Oh, uh, Jeb Bush did that constantly. He did when he was governor of Florida, and I were and I lived and worked there. He was constantly saying how tax. But did he actually do it? Nah, he did. He did a lot of things. There's there's um a lot of programs in Florida where you can do that, and like some churches run charter schools. That's just another way around it, you know. I want to see if I can find the. I did tweet about the Greg Rabbit thing. I just want to see if like. I can find it. it has like more detail about it. Well, it's just a, a, such a shitty thing because it's basically pitting poor people against poor people while corporations make out well, you know. And I saw that up front with citrus plantations and sugar farms and stuff like that. Um, they need these people to work. They pay them poorly. They treat them poorly. And then the kids got to get educated and the townsfolk are on the hook for it. You know, and I just, and I just think that tough. like, well, that's one thing. But like I said, he wants to take funding. I, he plans on doing it. I mean, oh. I guess it's never really been done before. That is complete destruction of public schools, right there. Well, I think the the weird factor here is that like, 
it is a legal federal right that every kid in the country gets a free and appropriate public education. And I don't think Democrats have done enough exploring that because if I'm in Florida and all of a sudden I go to school and I can't learn about gay people or I can't read a book that I can't now I can't read Toni Morrison books, you know, uh, I don't know that that's an appropriate education. I, I would suspect that you could file an OCR complaint and saying, I'm not being educated, you know, objectively. I mean, I'm it not. depends. If you have the wrong people in charge, they could determine that that's not uh, essential to your education. It's, it's possible, but like, then you get into the system. That's what the Republicans like to call the deep state. They get real pissed off about it because then you're dealing with like, just regular bureaucrats. Maybe yeah, yeah, the deep state is literally just a functioning government. The, the, the deep state is like the the, the structure of government. The Unelected deep state is officials like, that just make sure the, the cogs are moving. Yeah, they do their job. They're the ones that say like, oh, you have uh, this guy built a, a go-kart track over a turtle habitat. You can't do that. You know, you can't do go-karts on turtle eggs. You can't, that's a law, you know? And they're like, oh, deep state's telling me I can't ATV on the beach anymore. Well, no shit, dummy. You know, this has been like a law and it's got put through the, it's just like the deep state does shit like that, which keeps everyone together. So I don't know. Uh, I, I do wonder though that, this will drive you nuts. Um, in Frisco, one of the new Frisco, Texas school board members went on Steve Bannon's podcast to talk about how she was going to shake up Frisco's schools. That's a um, problem right there. You went on Steve Bannon's podcast. Yeah, right. Like, this isn't like this isn't like a normal conservative. Yeah. Anyway. Like if you said like, oh, she went on like I don't know. Steve I'll tell you Bannon, the, the, I would the, be like, that's a horrible person. But Steve Bannon's like a whole nother level of terrible. The local school board where you used to live and where I currently live had some pretty good results in the last election with some pretty liberal candidates getting on the school board. Where? Uh, here, where, where you used to live in our, our local school board. Really? When? Yeah. I don't know. In the election from a few days ago, last week, I think. It like, was. I mean, is it a, yeah, it's to make a difference? Um. Yeah, I would say. I mean, like any. Well, is it going to change everything? Anything. Any progress is good, you know, because once you get on a school board, it's real easy to stay on a school board. And if you're on a school board, so this is an actual progressive person that got on. Yeah, yeah. If you're, I don't know if you're still a member of the local Democrats group on Facebook, but I, I, uh, I just removed all that. Yeah, they, they. That was like big news. Um, Good. Yeah, I'll tell you after the. uh, afterwards, if you're if you're interested, but yeah, like, no, yeah. it's interesting. So, I mean, did were, anyone leave or something? Uh, several people left. They the, the there were three candidates that the Democrats were supporting, and two of them won. Wow. So, yeah. So Good. now there again, like you said, there isn't. Anyway, long story short, the school boards uh, are like a big. You kind of run those races, you know, because. Greg Abbott is going after public schools. Ron DeSantis is going after public schools. All, all of these governors, 
are going after public schools and a lot of far right wing groups are running school board candidates. So yeah, that's why they the right wing stuff hates like the deep state because people who work in government, they're not doing their jobs based on like what Sean Hannity said the other day. Right. They're just doing yeah. their job. Well, I'll say that like it is it is tough. Schools, I've talked to a lot of I'm still friends with a lot of teachers, mostly in Florida. And two of them lately have been posting a lot on Facebook. They quit years ago, shortly after I quit teaching. And they're they're all a lot of the teachers talk about just how awful it is. Just how awful it is, you know, even if you're in a good school district run by good people and good, all it takes is one chud to start fucking shit up. You know, the, they'll bring the wrath of the world on on a teacher just trying to like fucking teach math or something. Remember that yearbook uh, lady? Yeah. And our, and uh, well, your present yeah. line cast, but like. That was crazy. I mean, it wasn't even that bad, the back of the yearbook. I mean, it was, literally, these people lost their shit because the book had, like, some acceptance, like, some tolerance on it. Yeah. Well, school schools are being taken over. And, and look, Florida and Texas are next level. They, they, and there's no debating that Florida and Texas are, are next level. But... There are, and like in, in Colorado is like one of the very few like really good solid progressive states, but Colorado's school systems, that, that John Eastman, that Trump attorney who was uh, planning the sedition and the, the challenging of electors, he was working for the University of Colorado at the time. And he was communicating with Trump from the University of Colorado's web service. <laughs> He's like sitting there in his fucking classroom telling Trump so that he weird. needs to like delete all of Pennsylvania's votes. So and weird. there's a ton of, again, in Colorado, a very good progressive state, fucking Western Colorado is filled with idiots. And all well, I mean, like, again, every progressive state still has just like red states have some progressive yeah. areas, Yeah, you know, like, I mean, honestly, Texas would be blue. If uh, you know everyone was able to vote and yeah, like, they really were willing to vote, and it could—I think the potential's there. I, I knew sure. that the you know the Houston, Dallas, Austin, San, San Antonio, Antonio, yeah, these are all like mostly they usually lean progressive. Yeah, El Paso. You know, like, what? El Paso. Yeah, like pretty blue. These, these are and these are heavily populated areas too. Yeah. No gurgle butt. Right. But you know. Well, it is it is crazy. But yeah, just like that, Colorado. I mean, California, like I said, you know, everyone thinks it's this liberal bastion. Mm. I lived in Chico and that was uh, like I said, yeah. I would say it was more libertarian and truly sure. libertarian that was progressive at all. Yeah. Um, but man, that whole area, Northern California. Everything north of uh, Sacramento, maybe minus yeah. like Chico and uh, barely, I'd say barely, and uh, I forgot, Humboldt County, maybe? I don't know. It's oh. red as fuck. Yeah. Humboldt's yeah. weird. That's like, where uh, like Eureka and Arcata are up there. Um, 
red as fuck. Is humble okay. really? No, not humble. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not 100 sure about humble, but like redding. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But you're right. They are like a libertarian. They're a flavor of. Like I said, it's in every state. It's just it gets down to like percentages at that point of where a state really leans. Yeah. Well, hell, I mean, like, there's parts of Alabama that are pretty liberal. Frankly, I mean, like, you know. Birmingham, yeah. parts of Birmingham. And, you see, uh, though, that they put in, that governor, they just voted in, like, literally, like, the first state to outright put in a true trans ban, like, basically yeah. criminalizing any, like, anything under the age of 19 will now, like, face criminal charges. It's, like, totally insane. Uh, well, they try to create this, like, narrative and make it sound like there's these crazy parents that are, like, Right. They're the ones forcing their kids to change their sex. It's the most insane thing. I wanted a boy. <laughs> well, I read a story. I think it was in the Washington Post or whatever. Um, and it was like researchers were talking about it. Because I, I had always thought, like, in myself, obviously I'm, like, real supportive of trans rights and everything. But I was like, you know, if, if you have a seven-year-old that wants to be, you know, you know, thinks that maybe they were misgendered or whatever, then like, how, how do you best support that? Like, and at what age? Is, play baseball. Well, like at what age is it like, at what age does a kid get to start making like medical decisions? Like I want to start taking hormone blockers. I want Cause like, obviously like th- there's some gray area there, you know, like to be supportive and also to be like, well, let's, let's. That's not, again, that's it. on the, the parent. Yeah, the state should not be exactly right. Uh, I'm just talking about analyzing. Like, this is like the same thing they did to abortion doctors and shit like that. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about like morally for myself. Like I was thinking, like how would I how would I approach it? Like regardless of what the laws or the set or whatever. Honestly, um, uh, I can't answer that question anyway because like uh, it's not an issue to you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, a, it, right, it's, I don't have a framework. It doesn't fit. Uh, I don't. Like it doesn't personally affect me, but I do have empathy for these people. Yeah. So well, I just, I don't know. This story said doesn't. Have, it also, you know what? Here's the thing too. These people, these uh, the, I think the correct answer is, how does this like, let's say, twelve year old or whatever that has always recognized themselves as a girl or a boy their whole life now wants to go on these things because they're going through yeah i think 12 12 is clearly like you know i saw like a like a document or something on it once like a document or something and they were talking to this one person who was trans Mm -hmm. and she's like i wish my parents gave me like i pleaded for years and i wished it existed two more back then i wouldn't look more feminine like she, (laughs) she would be uh because puberty wouldn't have kicked in, yeah, and like her bone structure would have been different. Like, well, that's what, what that's what this article said. Basically, is that the the big right wing lie is that so many people regret having transitioned, and the that's research, yeah, the research says overwhelmingly that's not true. That also the main argument should be about trans people is when you when you talk to an anti trans person, the question, the thing you have to ask them is. One, how does this affect yeah. you in any way? Yeah. And I'm sure they'll have something crazy to say or something stupid to say, but that is a real question. 
Yeah. Like, well, same yeah. thing with gay marriage. That was always another thing too. How does these people getting married affect the difference? Yeah, the, the gay marriage thing is a no brainer. Of course, that that it doesn't affect anyone in any way. The the weird thing about uh, children is the the notion of consent. Like at what at what age can the child like give consent to medical treatments or like have have valuable input well the thing is that and this is also a right-wing fallacy Mm -hmm. uh i guess hormone blockers are reversible yeah yeah well and they're not the no one is getting sex change operations at 13 yeah this is like another fallacy that the right wing has been spreading for years it's all subterfuge yeah that no one is getting these changes until they reach like 18 or whatever it is so that is another huge fallacy that the right wing has been pushing and that's why i would say again how does this affect you yeah it doesn't well they just don't like it that's all they don't want they they don't want they don't want that uh person that recognizes themselves as a boy uh to beat their son in uh wrestling yeah they don't want that person recognizes as a woman or whatever to compete in it's just more they don't they don't they they are so scared that the and it was interesting when that one governor from salt lake city not so the gov sorry the governor of utah whatever said like yeah why are you focusing yeah. on like two kids? It, that was such Their a great fear is that like, oh, if we accept those two kids in our school that are trans, it might open the door and there'll be three kids. Yeah. It, that was such a great speech. And and I really appreciated like the But then the, he got out vetoed anyway in the state of Yeah, Florida. but that didn't I think it was still a powerful speech. And it and it rang so true. Like I I do get that a that a conservative republican white male who grew up in fucking utah i can appreciate that you don't understand trans kids that makes sense yeah to me. well i, I appreciate that you recognize that you don't understand. yeah i i and i and i really appreciate you verbalizing that you don't get it in that way and i also pretty i think it's pretty cool and admirable that you followed that up by saying this is none of my business and why are we all ganging up on these i mean like it just i thought that whole thing was really well done um and uh and uh, maybe a little more of that would go a long way with me i mean they (laughs) made a solid point yeah well Well, he can go to he can go to sleep tonight knowing that he he did his level best he wasn't one of those well i'll let the legislature decide i'm not really you know i mean like he he did as good as he could in in that situation yeah i would give him this because he actually said something like uh actually good yeah you I know? Thought it was and fine. He pointed out a whole why are we just attacking like two kids why are we children. bullying like four kids out of seventeen thousand? like this is yeah. just like you're just literally targeting some very yeah. specific people this is like harassment almost like this is Ooh. like uh but man that's what the republicans are doing they're running on that that it, it i i think it's one of the weirdest uh it's an odd, odd brand it, it gets people it works they wouldn't yeah. do it if it didn't work hmm. you don't want them to ever wake up and be like hey wait a second why is it like wages not growing 
Yeah. Uh, that's Biden's fault. Because <laughs> Billy wanted to wear a dress. Yeah, because really? yeah, the government gives Billy a million dollars a year to wear a dress. Because Billy shared his Netflix password. Yeah, sure. that too. Yeah, that's also another reason. How do you expect the the Netflix CEO to get by on just two thousand twenty thousand dollars an hour a day, dollars an hour minus thirteen cents? Can't be done. Yeah, I mean that's not twenty thousand dollars anymore. Yeah, don't grow on trees. What? Yachts don't grow on trees. No, <laughs> yacht mansions, I mean. You make $20,000 a day or an hour. Oof. You have a yacht mansion. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what we'll talk about next week uh, when it comes to. Uh, well, I'll, I might I'm check out that Mike Myers Sh- thing. You check that out. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah. It's not, like I said, I ain't telling you it's good. Right. It's I don't weird. expect it to be good, but I'll it's check it weird. out. But real quick, did you see the trail to Avatar? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I, Avatar was a good movie. And do you remember it? Yeah, yes, just because of the, the one of the best MacGuffins in all of cinematic history, Unobtainium, which was... Yeah. The best name ever for yeah. uh, for an item. Um, uh, my issue with Avatar is from a design standpoint. Yeah, I feel like the characters look like characters that were designed in two thousand eight yeah. based on the limitations of Agreed. design. They would to make something CG look realistic. Yeah, back then, or as realistic as they could. And I feel, regardless of whatever special effects they use, yeah, now modern, it will still kind of look like dated, like dated CGI design. Well, I remember seeing it in the theater. I, I actually shelled out the money to see it in 3D IMAX. I um, I, I just saw it in 3D. I didn't see it in IMAX, but yeah, I I'm gonna search because I remember seeing it in 3D IMAX and thinking like, this is technically beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. It, the movie just, itself was fine it was okay it's, it's a dopey movie i mean if it, were, it was like was it 13 years ago the movie 14 years ago right at least yeah they plan um, on one out every other year yeah it's <laughs> i look i'll go see it just because i want to see the technical film you know i mean i yeah. think it's probably going to be very cool yeah Jim, james cameron doesn't screw around like that no he if, if this is going to be the best version of this thing available so i just think that like it's it's just an odd brand it's a stupid brand it took 14 years to make and it's cool and then to be like we're gonna put one out every other year is like i'm sure it'll do fine enough that the they'll do well i'm sure they'll be fine but i mean outright sucks it's basically like Dances with pterodactyls or something was the first yeah. one. I mean, it's like, it's just it it's literally the, a white savior movie. Yeah, it's just, the story is so commonplace, and I don't know. I mean, I, just, I, I if look if this were just a movie I caught on a Saturday afternoon on Netflix, I wouldn't think much of it. But I do want to see it in the theaters on IMAX in 3D. I think that's going to be real fun. I'm pretty sure the guy is in it, the main guy. Oh yeah, back. Yeah, good. His CGI self because I remember sure. 
officially turned into one in the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he brought up something funny. He said something about like how he's just talking about like he's like bordering on fifty because like yeah. you know movie came out like a while he's working ago, on it yeah. like fifteen years ago. Now he's like bordering fifty years old, and he's just like I don't know. I forgot what the comment was. It was just kind of funny. He's like wow. I'm gonna be making like ten of these. <laughs> we like a hundred when the movie's done. Hey, you oh. know what? It keeps that guy working, right? Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. Well, on that note, I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. You still going on about that? Thank you for listening to You Still Going On About That. Um, please like, comment, share, and if you haven't done already, please follow us on Instagram, YSGO, Facebook, YSGO, and Twitter, YSGO.